been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 22, and today's date is February 1st, 2021. We have a huge, a fun, a great show today. In just a little bit, we'll be joined by the one and the only Big Fat Panda, Mr. John Sacchiari, and we'll talk to him about where his Disney love comes from and just his history with Disney and just all things Disney with Big Fat Panda. Uh, we also have another edition of the Disney Dollar Game, plus a ton of Disney news and info, and also the crew today, we're going to discuss some of our favorite things to do when we're staying at Walt Disney World, but we're not enjoying the parks. Something to do on those off-park days at Walt Disney World. We've got all that and more, but first, let's do our Disney Underground Roll Call. First, we have the Besteners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Stephanie. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. Oh. Oh. How you guys doing? How is, how is it out in the Midwest today? Cold, huh? Cold. Not that bad. How was the snow no, the other day? Not, there's no blizzard, so there you that's, go. That's yeah, a no bonus. Blizzard and the sun is shining. Well, that's always a plus, right? Then we got our Disney locals. Right now, only Tiffany's in the house. Brad will be joining us very shortly. But Tiffany, our Disney local, what's up? Hey, how's how it going? Doing? It's going good. And you're actually on the road a little bit, a little bit further south yeah. in uh, yeah. sunny Boca Raton. So yeah. how's that? You enjoy getting away from Brad for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I enjoy being by the ocean. It's gorgeous. Sweet, sweet. Sorry, Dan and stuff, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. We got above <laughs> we 15 can, today, so. We can hear your nice. sincerity in that. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then from sunny Miami, we have Sam and Joey. What up, guys? Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah. And here, here's us. Let me see. Let me see. What's that say? 59 degrees? We're at 59. There we go, baby. <laughs> so, you know, we're not we're not on the, uh, I, I know. Sorry, Gene. I can see the look on your face. And Dan. And Dan, as far as I know. I, we are near the coast, but we're not going yeah. too cold right now. <laughs> you know, it gets cold in New York. Don't get me wrong. But I, I even don't have to deal with some of the stuff that Dan and Stephanie have to deal with. So, like, they should really. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they're on a whole nother level. It's yeah. So you know. However, level. this has been one of the best years, actually. So we're doing all right. They a little mild. Close this year because of the cold. Yeah. That's oh they this time they closed it just well, because good. of the cold, not because of the weather. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't even last know this year. Yeah, last year is one of the worst ever. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. So bad that you were starting your car like every three hours because mm-hmm. you didn't think you'd be able to start yeah. it to get wow. wow. People's pipes froze. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. You guys should move here. Yeah. It's, great. <laughs> it's awesome. No. <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, that's pretty <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> so guys, um, let's, on a serious note, we have a little, you know, this isn't really the news because it's been around, but I just want to also say rest in peace to legendary Cloris Leachman. Uh, what a yeah. what a devastating blow to comedy everywhere and just a beautiful person you know mm-hmm. she's done some disney projects too so you know she's been around disney stuff and yeah i mean who young frankenstein yeah. is, she's a legend so um just want to send a rest in peace shout out to cloris leachman and her family um but how, hey, um, how are you guys doing oh brad oh. brad's in the house brad hello hello live from 
our magic kingdom without Tiffany, not so happy, <laughs> soon enough returning home. So taking in some waves, aerial style, I'm sure. And I'm at home just, you know, working and whistling while I do it. So awesome. good to be here. It's good to have you. I'm glad you got to join us nice and soon and nice and early. So, um, so yeah. So uh, this week, guys, we have, a, we have a pretty cool sponsor, True Mouse Company. You can find them on Instagram at True Mouse Co. Uh, they make Disney patches, keychains, bracelets, stickers, and more. They just they got some really just cool Disney little trinkets and stuff. So make sure you check them out. They're also this week's Disney um, this Disney's this week's Disney trivia prize. Uh, it's gonna be a couple of patches from True Mouse Company, and also too we have a special extra bonus giveaway prize in honor of our guest, Big Fat Panda, John Sakiari. We have a limited edition panda pin. There's only 100 of these pins that are made. Um, and it's in a series. It's actually the first edition of these series of Big Fat Panda pins. And uh, that'll also go away to the uh, giveaway winner this week. In the meantime, they got to know how to win these prizes. Steph and Dan, how do they enter? Make sure you are following our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Send us a DM with the trivia question answer. The correct answer enters you in the drawing for a chance to win the prize. And one lucky winner will be selected from all contestants with the correct answer. The winner will be announced on next episode, which will be uploaded on February 8th. You can answer from right now. Until Thursday, February 4th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and good luck. Good luck. Dan, why don't you give him the question this week? Well, here we go. Here we go. On our last episode, which was uploaded on January 25th, we had special guest Morgan Stark on our show. What did we say was the name of her podcast? I know. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I really, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check it. I really enjoy her podcast. It's a little different than a lot of the other podcasts. Very, yeah, it's, it's very positive. Very positive. Uh, we also have last week's winner to announce, and the winner of the Ears by Elena Ears is Disney Darling. I don't actually have her government name. That's all I could find on it on the thing was Disney Darling. So, or Dizzy, I'm sorry, Dizzy Darling. So Dizzy, if that's actually your given name. Gene, that's what I've been going by for the last uh, two months. I can't believe you know that. Dan, Dan snuck in and won one. We won, we won. No, 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 no. I won. Dizzy Darling. Yeah, Dan's Dizzy. I won. (laughs) And I just want to go back and say, how about those patches? Because... I love me some patches, and mm-hmm. you don't see them as much anymore. No, no. And I believe that the iron-on ones, too. It's not like you have to have so them on. So there's like three of them. So, yeah, um, yeah they're pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have checked out their page. They got some really cool stuff, and they got bracelets. They got stickers. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and they're the sponsor this week. So thank you to True Mouse Company. Yeah. So And then also, congratulations to Dizzy Darling, a.k.a. not Dan, the real <laughs> the real Dizzy Darling. Please, Dan. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. So, uh, yeah, uh, just we'll reach out to you on Instagram. <laughs> we'll get you that the uh, the shipping info. We'll mail that package out to you, lickety split. <laughs> oh, oh just loves that. Oh. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Oh. Now. So, uh, hey, so before we get into Disney news, <laughs> have any of you guys had to deal with this Robin Hood nonsense the past week? No. With it GameStop? hasn't affected, I, but it's super exciting. It is super exciting, right? And it's so salacious. Yeah. It is pretty neat to see. It's yeah. easy neat to see. I've um I've been in crypto since 2017, so I'm already following the market regardless. So this type of stuff, it was kind of interesting to see them, you know, kind of pump it like they have. Um, I think they just said that one of the users actually uh, just submitted a class action lawsuit. Yep. <laughs> against to Ro- against Robinhood for you know cutting Locking. the whole uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, for blocking them from being able to trade. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. It's just funny to see a, a group of people kind of screw Wall Street over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's at the end of the day, you got billionaires versus billionaires, and they're using us as like the pawns to get upset. So, you know, it's <laughs> of course and it's um, but you know what? At the end of the day, uh, some of the stocks were going up. I'm I'm into the crypto too. I don't know if you guys are into Dogecoin at all. Are you into Dogecoin? Mm-hmm. I, I know, it. you know, yeah, I know I, what you're talking about the little little dog. Yeah, I got Bitcoin. into it when it was like a two tenths of a penny, and right now it's at four cents. So uh, we figured it out. If no, it ever hits fifty dollars, I'm a millionaire. If it hits fifty dollars, ever, and who knows? There hey, you go. Ten years ago, Bitcoin was like a penny, right? So I uh, it was. So it was. you never know, man. If if it ever goes to Bitcoin level, I'll own a baseball team. How exciting, though, that our Robin Hood is at the center of such controversy. Wrong Robin Hood, but we appreciate the attempt. Yes. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, oh, man, you got to be a believer in Robin Hood in his ways. That, I, no, I hear always him. So uh, let's let's break into some Disney news, though. Hey, Tiff, I got a question, actually, though, before we get into the news. Oh, boy. What? What is it, Dan? Here we go. My my name is Gene. It's nice to meet you. Uh, (laughs) Don't pull Dan in on this one. (laughs) Tiffany, I got a question. I know you wouldn't do this. What is it? Why do whales live in salt water? Come on. (laughs) You got the source material right now. You're, like, researching. You, You have to know. Why do whales live in salt water? Because pepper makes them sneeze. Oh, wow. Good one. (laughs) You know, I'm wondering now, after after me uh, guessing Gene's last um, last week, if you're now concerned that if you start bringing these out and somebody gets another one. Yeah, I got to go extra hard now. I got to go extra hard now because you really ruined ruined my day. I think we almost off froze. Like we were like, (laughs) we couldn't believe we were waiting for something else to happen. (laughs) We all kind of froze. Nope, that's it. It's okay. That's that tells you he's like, yeah. That's what that's when it tells you it's a doozy. That, that one we're actually we dedicate that one to our guest today, Big Fat Panda. That's that's oh, oh, there you go. Good. Hey. Got to bring it down. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah. They, all, they all get written on and they all get dated and they get addressed to somebody special today. It's Big Fat Panda. That's gonna be worth big bucks soon. <laughs> Maybe you never know. You never know, especially if my do- yeah. especially if my Dogecoin ever gets to fifty one dollars. <laughs> right. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Now. We'll start getting these, and everyone will be like, "He didn't even wait a minute. He didn't even read this right. Look at the card. <laughs> no wonder he's getting stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some news. Let's go. Uh, let's let's go with Joey and Sam. So I have a couple things I wanted to talk about. So starting on February first weekday guests to Disney Magic Kingdom will have a couple less quick service lunch options. The lunching pad in Tomorrowland and Tomorrowland Terrace will only be open on Friday through Sunday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and that's for the lunching pad and from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the Tomorrowland Terrace starting in February. But don't worry this is only temporary because they plan to reopen on weekdays starting on March 8th. Also Walt Disney World is getting ready for the reopening of Blizzard Beach on March 7th by updating their face covering requirements for the water park. So also what that means is that guests age two and up will be required to wear face covering in designated areas, including the park entrance and exit, 
retail areas, and food and beverage ordering areas. Face covering will not be permitted while experiencing the water slides or in the water. Guests may also remove face covering while actively eating or drinking, but you should be stationary and maintain appropriate physical distancing, which I find that really hard. I feel it's kind of, this one's, it's almost weird because the face coverings at a water park obviously that presents challenges which is why they're saying you know you're wearing them on roller coasters but they're like yeah don't don't do it on the water slides i don't know i guess they don't want the face coverings falling in the water i you know what I am i supposed to I do with my is, face mask when i go down the well, water that's slide. my thing so yeah i don't know, yeah. I don't know. So it's like that's, that's going to be in the water though it's like you're waterboarding yourself so i get you can't have it on the water but like i feel like until you don't need face masks, it just makes sense to not even open the park to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Because, you know, I just, I'm getting the feeling, I'm feeling it in the air that vaccine saturation, that a lot of this stuff is short-lived and giving them the opportunity to reopen and train and staff. So I'm really hopeful that all these things are great signs. I agree. I agree. My thing is, though, if, if, if you need masks at all, I just feel like a water park should be one of like the last ones to open just because of how inconvenient it is to be able to. Yeah. Not, if you're not going to wear the mask, you don't have to wear it when you're stationary eating and drinking. You don't have to wear it when you're in the water. You only have to wear it when you're walking from ride to ride. But at that point, it's such a limited amount of time. Why wear it at all? And I get we need to wear them. Right. So right. why maybe no, I agree. And it's a different the yeah, and the water parks, like I said, the water parks are a different animal than you know the standard park that you're going to because of the water. So like Dan said, it'd be you know, you're getting ready to go down the slide, take it off, hold it up in the air, well, go down. I don't I don't know really I don't know. It's just yeah, like you said, if you're taking it off in so many different places. You might, you're probably not going to barely be wearing it anyway. So yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement that probably should wait until you don't need the face coverings just because the dynamic of water, it's just, mm-hmm. it presents a different challenge. Legoland water park has been open for months. It has. Um, you don't wear masks there at all when you're in the, the water park area. Really? Oh yeah. yeah Cause it true. doesn't yeah. exist when you're there. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well also at Legoland, you don't have to wear a mask if you're walking around only really? to wear a mask yeah. when you're riding the ride yeah that was um so that was really we didn't know that because we actually looked online and it said that you have to wear a mask at all times so we felt safe to go but when we got there and i saw everybody not wearing a mask i asked you know one of the workers there and i said do you need to wear a mask they're like oh no not when you're walking around only when you ride rides yeah i was like that <laughs> makes no sense but okay so as we were walking all right Aiden, go this way stay on this side get away yeah. from these people yeah. <laughs> so yeah go there on a Tuesday. thankfully there was and there's nobody there. Yeah. I was going to say, thank God there was like six people in the whole place. So it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what else we got? All right. So I have another thing that I want to discuss is the Disney Cruise Line has now canceled all departures through April of 2021 and also on select sailings on board the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder that are scheduled for May of 2021. In a statement released by Disney Cruise Line, it says, we are carefully preparing for return to service following the guidelines issued by the U.S. CDC. If you have booked a cruise that is scheduled to depart during this period, you should contact Disney Cruise Line at 866-325-6685 or 407-566-7797. Kind of saw this coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a cruise last year that got canceled in May. And we put it for February, which we rescheduled again. And we put it, I guess, for May again. So now we're going to have to call Disney and kind of maybe push it for next year. I think this year is kind of yeah. no. Now, I remember we spoke about it. I think it was the last week of the week before how they were giving 125% 
refund back to not cash refund, but towards another cruise. Are you guys eligible for that? Right, a credit. Correct. Yes, we actually yeah. got it the last time for the May cruise of last year, but I, I'm assuming they're probably going to give more credit. Yeah. As more time that it, things get canceled, I think they're just going to give us more credit. So at this point, we'll just reschedule and kind of put it for next year and go from In there. In the end, Disney I mean, will I don't wanna... have paid you to go on the cruise <laughs> with all your credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. You can take well, all it's funny because we started at three. Hey. I know. So we started That'll for the weekend cruise. And because of the amount of credit they gave us, oh, yeah. we booked a five-night cruise. <laughs> so, hey, you never know. With more credit, maybe that maybe we can stay for a whole week. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Only for the buffets and stuff. I'd be good with that. And for the pizza. Clearly, the, you guys remember yeah. last, yeah, last time? The pizza. The pizza. Let's not get on the pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Tiff. Tiff, what do you got in the news today? All right. Well, to start off... Disney has announced that they will be making select films on Disney Plus unavailable to children's profiles due to negative cultural depictions, particularly racist stereotypes. The films that will be unavailable are The Aristocrats, Peter Pan, Dumbo, and Swiss Family Robinson. You will be able to still find these movies on the standard Disney Plus profiles but they come with a content advisory warning. So is it just those films or is it more? Because there's some other content advisory films on Disney Plus right now. I don't know. I, I would assume that there's probably some more that are part of that. That's probably just a handful of them. Right. Um, well, and I'm wondering if this will open the way for them to put more older content on. Because, you know, on this day in Disney, what we cover with Years of Years, there's a lot of cartoons that I'm like... <laughs> They, I don't even know if they could put this on Disney Plus right now at this point. Like, it would offend so many people. Yeah. But I still cover them because it's a historical right. thing. And yeah, I've, I've come across movies and TV shows that, that most people don't even talk about these days. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you hear songs of the South and things like that. But there's stuff out there that I've watched that I'm, I, there's a couple things I haven't covered. <laughs> I get it because sometimes you'll watch it like, wow, like that wasn't that long ago that that would have been okay, is it? And, you know, again, it's a different time. And it's not for me to say what somebody should be offended by. If it doesn't offend me, that doesn't mean it can't offend somebody else. So I I get it for everybody. Make certain things only available to to grownups. And at that point, parents can to say, okay, listen, I'm okay with my children seeing this or not seeing this. At least it gives parents the option to say, I don't think my children are ready for that yet. And they can make their own decision at that point, you know? But um, yeah, so hopefully Tiffany has some happier news. You're assuming that I have a happy, I do. I do have happy stuff, Gene. Excellent. Disney Disney has announced that the Festival of the Lion King will return this summer to Animal Kingdom. Disney has said that the show will be modified to include safety measures meant to keep performers and audience members safe during the ongoing um, pandemic. That is some of the happiest I've heard of that show. I love that. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm watching. I love that show. It's like Broadway quality, man. I love that show. Yeah. I've never seen it. You haven't seen it yet. You got to see no. it, man. You'll love it. It's definitely tell me what to do. Yeah, definitely got to see it. <laughs> no, Brad, Dan, <laughs> you have to. I feel like Dan and stuff, like when you guys come down here, there's so many things we're going to force you to do. Like yeah. eat Chiro, <laughs> the Lion King. Like, Sorry, right? get in line. I'll be on a cruise apparently with Joey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be eating pizza with us. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, that is good to hear, though. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. excited. The way that it was stated, I mean, it's though, good to hear, especially. Oh, what's up? 
Oh, no, no. I was just saying it's great because since the show's really good, it just kind of it might lead to more stuff as far as some yeah. of the show, you know, because that's a big thing that's missing right now. Yeah. Besides parades, you know, the shows in front of the castle, that type of stuff. So you know, a, it'll it, be it, good to see that something's coming back. Yeah. When I read the right, ad right. Credit so. on Disney Parks blog, it seemed more like it was just like it was one of the things it didn't mm-hmm. specifically say this show. It just has that image. It says shows will be coming right. back this cool. summer. So maybe more. So I, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's going to be more than right. just like. I, I hope so. Yeah, and not only again, so. not only is it that step back to normalcy, it's a great show. It's a great, it's a great time at, at Animal Kingdom. So. Right. Plus, it'll make the yeah. visit better because you don't have so many people standing in line there watching yeah. shows, and that's, that's yep. what we need. <laughs> Disperse the crowd a bit. Right. I want to go sit and watch the show instead of standing in line. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be good. Cool. And then um, next up, uh, Walt Disney World has announced. Uh, which outdoor kitchens will be available at the upcoming Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival that we will be running from March 3rd, 2021 through July 5th. The list of kitchens that will be available are Bower Market, Farmer's Market, uh, Cider House, The Citrus Blossom, Festival Favorites, Flavorful Kitchen, Fleur de Lis, Hanamai, Jardin de Fiestas, uh, the Honeybee Bistro, La Isla Fresca, Lotus House, Magnolia Terrace, Northern Bloom, Pineapple Promenade, uh, Primavera Kitchen, Taste of Marrakesh, and Trell and Trellis, hosted by Impossible Foods. It'll be interesting, that taste <laughs> of uh, Marrakesh, because Disney has taken control of Morocco. Is that where that one is? I mean, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that that'll be Disney's first offering in that booth. I wonder if they farmed it out or if they're doing it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Gene during the reading of all these restaurants. Here. Did you say drool. drool? Yep. <laughs> You know what else is, is I'm glad to see them putting a booth for um, Travel and Trellis uh, hosted by Impossible Foods. It's that, yeah. it's, you know, vegan stuff. And that's kind of cool. I'm glad to see them. They're embracing the whole vegan lifestyle a little bit more. And actually, watching in a couple of weeks, we'll have some vegan Disney experts on the show to kind of discuss how to handle being a vegan at Disney. In a couple of weeks, they'll be on the show. But yeah, and we'll actually be doing an episode from the uh, Flower and Garden Festival in a few weeks next month. So stay tuned for that. Once we get the oh, exact yeah. date when that'll air, that'll, that'll be on. And we'll let you guys know that. But yeah, so it'll th- th- be fun to kind of taste around the world a little bit. We episode. never skip an impossible offering. We love them so I much. I think they do a great job when they do it, you know, and, I, and I'm glad to see them embrace it more and more every every festival. I feel like they do embrace it more. I feel like in the, when they first started it, you get like one little sample at like one booth here and there. Now they do whole booths mm-hmm. dedicated to vegan. You know, Earth Eats. There you go. Yeah. So, so now I'm going to have to, when I have an impossible thing, like it's so little that I end up going to Burger King and getting a whole impossible burger. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, they taste, it's pretty uncanny how you can trick people that eat meat. You can trick them. I, I've tricked my brother and he's the furthest thing from a vegan. And I, I've tricked him with, with, with stuff like that. So. I've never had what one. You, yeah. It's, 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 I gotta try it because I haven't had one. Quite often it's better. And honestly, they have a very ambitious agenda. And Mm -hmm. the people behind Impossible Burger, they want a meat free society by like 2030. 
they're very ambitious. That's that's a little bold, but yeah. I get it, you know because it's also for the environment. I think there's a, there's a million different aspects other than just eating healthy. That yeah. of, of the reason why they, they carbon footprints, carbon no footprints. carbon footprints, please. Yes, and again, I I've had the Impossible Whopper as Tiffany has. I don't I'm, I wouldn't sit here and tell you it tastes exactly like a regular Whopper, but it does still taste like a like like a burger. Like yeah, it, it, the flavor is not exactly the same as the actual Whopper, but it still tastes like a burger. It doesn't not taste like you're not like what am I eating? It's not. It doesn't taste like something else it does taste like a burger it just tastes a little different than the the uh yeah. what about the texture texture uh, again texture. it's pretty spot on yeah the it's texture really is what kind of um makes it seem yeah cool. exactly more than anything but one of the cast members once was like telling me about about it and he's like you know what they do to make it look really like meat is they put beet juice mm-hmm. beet blood um, yep. right so it looks like it's bloody and i'm like do yep. people want that yeah no they, that's <laughs> what they do yeah, I don't. Sometimes beets? you're like, just don't tell me. Just don't tell me. I I don't like beets at all, but they're like, I eat them. I I, I eat them in like salad and shakes and stuff because they're, just, they're it's like such a superfood. So, I, but I don't like them. I just make myself eat them like a vitamin. It grosses me out. I, the look of a beet grosses me out. I don't yeah. know. Why. Oh, they're not. I don't like them, but but yeah. And Tiffany's right. They do. They they. That's how they make them look like it's like it's rare meat because the 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 beets. Are, yeah, I have my hands are kind of stained from it right now. Actually, what were you doing with the beets? Exactly. Well, you have it's all, <laughs> <laughs> it's all juicy, and then you cut the package. Gotta get my beets ready. I make because I buy it in the block. <laughs> impossible in the block. Because okay. the other way grosses me out because it has like marbling and it looks. Oh, it's just not as good. I I don't know. I have it every day. I just had it for dinner. So. Okay. You want to know what's going on? <laughs> Brad, what do you, what, what do you, Brad, what do you got in the news today? <laughs> the news from me? <laughs> Continuing the Mickey Mouse <laughs> march to normalcy. Big, 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 big news out of California. The stay-at-home order that took effect on December 7th in Southern California has been lifted. Since the order has been lifted, the downtown Disney district will be able to reopen outdoor dining areas. Unfortunately, indoor dining will continue to remain closed, but holy cow. I mean, food options for our Disneylanders. They've been going and supporting merch and whatever they could do. Now they can dine as well. So we're so happy. And it's a step in the right direction, but also with the warning, do the right thing, follow the rules as is now. And hopefully soon you get the indoor dining. Soon we get the parks open. Whenever they lift some of the rules, you start feeling like sometimes people kind of go crazy all of a sudden. Yeah. Pump the brakes. It's not over yet. There's still a lot of work to do. Congratulations on getting that. (laughs) Don't listen to Dan. This (laughs) <laughs> There's still work to do. What do you mean? You got to still work stuff to, everywhere. <laughs> you still got to work to get into that into, into dining. You still got to work to get into where uh, the park's going to be open. And yeah. I just I just so, want to see that happen. I just want to I yeah. just want to get back to normal completely. And if yeah. because there's still work to do and there's, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, this is just the first step towards normalcy. And let's get to that next step now. You know. But it's a yeah. great it's a great sign. Thank God they got their numbers a lot better than they were. God bless it and and congratulations on it. And now let's get to that next phase from here you know yes so while you are rocking out i mean being cautious in (laughs) downtown disney you can head over to world of disney to check out a couple of new baseball jerseys just in time for the season they have two brand new ones a black jersey with red stripes and it has the disneyland d on the front of it with mickey popping out of the middle with the number 55 on the back which of course is paying homage to the year disneyland open the second jersey mentioned is gray with 
white pin stripes. And it says Disneyland across the front in light blue with a yellow castle. And also there's the number 55. These jerseys are only $59.99 each, and they are a good way for any Disneyland fan to show their love, not only for the mouse, but for baseball. I was, I'd feel it's a fair price, $60 for a jersey, yeah. you know? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially, I mean, you think about like the starter gear, you think about like baseball gear and official jerseys and stuff. Hey, it might be a steal. Yeah, but these are really nice. They're like, you know, have the nice logos and um, that stick out like. Are they stitched on or are they? Uh, yeah, I think they're stitched on. Yeah, that's, yeah, that makes a nice, that's a nice jersey. That, that's nice. a good buy for yeah, you. Yeah, those, those nice are hat. definitely worth the money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I like the black one, Brad. You should get that one. All right. I'll be looking forward to it. I have a birthday coming up during baseball season. Well, of course, you don't always want to be wearing something heavy like a jersey. You want to like take that jersey off and still be showing your magical style. And you're in luck because there is a brand new tee that has landed at Walt Disney World. This Heather Gray tee has the statue of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse holding hands. Of course, our beloved partners statue silhouetted against a white Cinderella castle with the Walt Disney World logo in the bottom corner of the castle. This awesome t-shirt will only cost you $24.99 and it's definitely worth it. So, yeah, that's another uh, good buy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it, we were discussing, I think it's a fair price. And of course, I always see these prices through the lens of the AP discount. So the MSRP isn't always the AP price. And, you know, Agreed. that keeps me coming Agreed. back. So let yeah. me throw a little gripe out and ask oh you, boy. Brad and Tiffany, a question because yeah. one of my biggest gripes in the park is they have a tendency to have a lot of cool shirts, but they're on a heavy t-shirt mm. have you noticed that that is kind of leaving yeah. now in the last couple of years what do you mean I know you say it's like fabric, right yeah yeah i like that light almost vintage which is crazy oh yeah but it's a little crazy that that would be the case because we are in south florida and it is hot i know all year I, round pretty much of them and I'm that's like, what i would that's what i was saying i think they're thinking of you uh minnesotans don't you know <laughs> <laughs> you to no put i it know on exactly like, ash is the sucker hat <laughs> i know what you're talking about <laughs> I, I do. I look at some of the products and I'm just like, how are how are you supposed to wear that? It's just going to be so hot. It's, I would not get bummed when the t-shirt at Target, Disney t-shirt, is better than the Disney t-shirt at Disney. Mm, yeah. And they have and Disney, one right. that comes to mind is like an old Christmas party shirt I got, a Country Bears, and the, the oh. print is so thick on it. It's like, I can't wear this. I know what you're talking about. And even yeah. the cut yeah. is weird. Yes. And the thick material ones also don't hold up well. They get faded for some reason. They feel like they fade easier they just get worn looking easier yeah. the thinner ones have a worn look but it's like a, almost like it's it's almost like a vintage kind of look it's supposed to look a little bit that way but the yeah. thin ones you're right they get like they get faded they just get old looking um and they're uncomfortable besides the fact that they're heavier and thicker they're just uncomfortable on my skin i don't yeah. like either um, i have yeah. noticed that they do a lot more lighter but i'm just curious when you guys see a lot more of the new stuff than we do up close i'm just wondering if they're still putting those out i want some fabric testing going on the next time you're in the park <laughs> yes. all right <laughs> you know that we will be doing it. We'll think of you right away and it's do a, it. It's we'll a get good back point. to you. I like it. I think that they put out a lot of like women's stuff that's nicer than men's stuff as well. I don't know. I, I feel like it's not even, it's gotten better, but. You think I, I got to squeeze put, into a woman's cut? No. I'm okay. just saying, you should put more effort. <laughs> Dan's, you're going to see Dan in the park rocking a baby tee. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> a little crop top. Well, you should see. Oh, oh my God. man. Little, we tried a little belly button hair, you know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a little uh, tip that I have definitely started to notice, and maybe people noticed it before, is if you really want to be on top of the merch, for some reason, they pull it all out first at Animal Kingdom at the shop there. It hits Animal Kingdom first. Really? So we just love going there and seeing it like a full week, week and a half before it hits World of Disney. It's crazy. All right. So uh, Dan and Steph, what do you guys got in the news? Who's going first? I'll go. (laughs) It's been confirmed that Luke Evans, who played Gaston in the live action Beauty and the Beast film, will also be starring in the new live action remake of Pinocchio that will be coming to Disney Plus. Yay. (laughs) Evans will be playing the coachman alongside Tom Hanks in the upcoming film. Luke Evans will also be reprising his role of Gaston in the upcoming Beauty and the Beast prequel series named The Little Town, which will also be coming to Disney+. Plus. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and It's going to yeah. be with um, Josh Gad is also going to be in that as LeFou as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're both going to be. It's going to be I like him. their backstory. He's good. Yeah. Too. Yes, Pinocchio uh-huh. looks like it's going to be Todd Hanks. Come on. Are you ready for some more news? There you go. <laughs> Disneyland Paris has announced they will implement Standby Pass again when they reopen, which is currently scheduled for right now for April 2nd, 2021. The Standby Pass is a free service that is offered through the official Disneyland Paris app and is similar to a Fast Pass, where guests will be given a 30-minute window to arrive for the attractions. Also in Disneyland Paris news, the World of Disney Store in Disney Village will be open on Fridays through Sundays from 12 to 5 starting on January 29th. That's exciting. The announcement currently states that they will be opening on the weekends until February 14th. Stephanie really wants to go to Paris. So badly. I want to see that dragon. Me too. Take me with you. I want to see that dragon. Oh, I want to go so badly. Angelique and and my wife were there about two years ago, three years ago. Anyway, but yeah, they were there and they loved it. Let me ask you this though, Stephanie. Would you put Paris in front of Tokyo to go first? No. Okay, I didn't think so. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think I would rather go to the Tokyo. Everything you hear about the Tokyo one is like, that might be the best park that they have. I mean, everyone raves about Tokyo. Yeah, we, we gotta go. Yeah, we do. Maybe next year. It's a heck of a trip. Can you pack me in your suitcase, please? <laughs> I say we make it a, a field trip, a Disney Underground yeah, field trip. I think so, too. That would too. be awesome. Once things are safe, we got we gotta awesome. do something like that. All right. So what else we got in the news, guys? This is this is big news. Disney has announced that an entirely new story is coming to the Jungle Cruise attraction at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Parks. Disney said that significant scene changes are being made to make the ride more culturally sensitive. The changes are expected to take place later this year at both parts, and even though they seem to line up with the release of the Jungle Cruise movie, there will be no significant connection between the new changes and the upcoming movie. Now, one would think that I'd be losing my mind right now, and a part of me is always sad when I hear this, but the thing that I loved about this is they really brought in past and some current skippers to weigh in on what they were going to do and how they were going to do this new backstory. They're all about the backstory. They haven't given us the full agenda yet, but this um, Kevin Lively, who I believe does the video on 
kind of the announcement news, is a, a writer at Imagineering, but he was also a skipper and said it's like his best job. Now, the other thing I loved, and you're going to love this, Stephanie, is that they went back to the original drawings, whether it was in the ride now or not in the ride, of Mark Davis to really get the sense of what was trying to be done then, especially with the humor side. So I think they finally really handled this well with not just, oh, we're just going to put an overlay with, I, I like the rock, but it's not the way to go with this. And not only am I happy about that, but I'm happy that they're not scrapping this ride, you know? Well, they can't scrap this ride. Well, they've, they've scrapped bigger rides. Yep. So I think this is huge news and I was really, now we haven't seen the final, you know, result. I know one of the scenes is the totem pole scene where they're now going to have different people on the pole that are from different cultures and there's going to actually be an animatronic skipper in the scene and then like one has chimpanzees taken over one of the boats. But I, I just I love, love yeah, I that. how they've That's so gone cool. about this. I think it's really cool. This is going about it the right way, in my yeah. opinion. Yes. Don't take away that totem yeah. pole. Just, yeah, just change it up. Yeah, just change it up. If you're afraid of certain scenes offend people, just change it up so that way it doesn't, it's not offensive to anyone. And they, well, I, I feel like they did a good job of trying, at least it looks like they're doing a good job of trying to do that. Yeah, but I, I love that they put more into it. It could have easily been revamped mm-hmm. and like, you know, the redhead, they just really? kind of change that up and Don't it was done but this is me. this is really in depth like they're really going at this and i was really impressed yeah, yeah they could have made it all the rock and emily blunt and i'll be i'll be honest if the movie's a hit i'll be hard pressed to find that they won't make a change with the rock somewhere along the lines the same way they added johnny depp to pirates of the caribbean of i would I, 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 i'm not saying they should i'm not saying they should i'm I don't saying they will i just feel like you know what you say that but then i feel like you know what five years down the line if it's a hit movie and it, and it spawns sequels i won't be I'm, and again i'm not saying they should do this I'm not. I'm saying I'm not going to be surprised if they do do that. I just don't think that as much as I do like movies that have The Rock in it, and I'm looking forward to this one, it just doesn't have the whole that Johnny Depp has. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Well, Johnny Depp is just yeah. extraordinary. In every, I mean, he takes oh, over movies. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I just the pirate, like And the Pirates movies were so good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going to add The Rock. I don't think it's going to have sequels. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it all depends. No, I just, I think, listen. It is or not, you know? Gene said if it, if it's, and he's right. If when it's, he talks. At least, um, yeah, if it's successful, yeah. at least, at least, you know, with, with the box office and such. Yeah, that's just Hollywood. If it does yeah. well, it keeps but, going. I mean, that's yeah. just but the way it goes. The thing about that is when you have stars, you don't know what they're going to do at any point in time. And without tying yourself to that actual star, Rock seems like Agreed. a guy. But you never, know. you never know with anything. No, I know. I, again, I just look at it like the money. Like And like Joey just said, if it's super successful, I mean, especially when it comes to family movies, usually if there's a family fo- family movie that's super successful, you can almost guarantee there's going to be a sequel. So I, I hear you you're saying. They're saying money talks, you know? Yeah, it could be a franchise. I'm not saying it will. I mean, nobody knows. No one's even seen it yet. But Emily Blunt, one of the biggest actresses on the planet. Rock, arguably the biggest actor on the planet. I mean, I think he's one of the richest actors on the planet right now. So it's not inconceivable to think that this could be a franchise for them. No, Um, I just mean the attraction. No, I know. But I'm saying if if it becomes a franchise, I hope that they don't switch it up again now to add the rock to it. Like, you know what I mean? And again, 
I'm not saying they will. <laughs> we, we're talking five years in the, in, the, in the making from now. I mean, it's got to be a franchise. It's got to be a successful franchise. It's got to be at the heights that Pirates would. And that's going to be very hard to, to match. But if it is, it's not hard to think that they might try to do something like that. And I kind of yeah. don't because it loses that traditionalness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hope that with like everything they pull with their uh, Jungle Cruise reworkings, that they do use a source of the story at the Skipper Canteen. Like one of the main reasons I love to go to the Skipper Canteen is all of the artifacts and memorabilia and the yeah. backstory about the Jungle Cruise. So if they're working more of that in to the film and to these rides, I'm just so excited. Yeah, I agree. The, the Skipper Canteen is a real gem, I think. We love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. We actually did something, Tiffany. <laughs> we love that place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we did it, and it, it, it's the chances of, the, of that that it's going to be a phenomenal movie is is pretty good chances that it's going to be a great movie. I mean, uh, name a bad movie The Rock has done. I can only think of one, and that's not, and it wasn't even his fault. So I mean, to 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 think that this isn't going to be a huge hit would be underselling The Rock. I mean, the guy's automatic gold whenever he's in anything. So the only bad movie he ever did was Baywatch, and that wasn't even his fault. But does anyone know the future of Trader Sam? I, I don't see why he wouldn't be fine. Do anything wrong? Yeah. With there's nothing wrong with cannibalism. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just ask Army Hammer. I don't know. But did you guys have the Brazilian like cheese buns at Skipper Cantina? Did you I, have I haven't. I've never had them there, but I had them in Epcot during one of the festivals. Is it the same ones? Yeah, they're probably better. Is it they're the better. Is it the Skipper? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, what they're Brazilian. They're really good. Yeah, I don't care for the ones at Epcot and the ones at Skipper Canteen are fabulous. See, I like the ones at Epcot. So if I like them, then if these are better, I'll probably love the other ones. Yeah, right. And it's probably going to be really good. Yeah, if I like, I already like the ones at Epcot. So yeah, lobster buns. So if they're anything better than that, you like grilled cheese. So it's like (laughs) bread, cheese. Same thing, different. I can't imagine you wouldn't have got them. I probably got like 10 of them. They don't always have them. That's why. At least a baker's dozen, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe we didn't. She usually orders by the loaf. We'll have to go back and try it. (laughs) Well, because of last week's episode, Brad and I made a reservation for the Crystal Palace. We did. We're going to. We're going to oh, go nice. Saturday. Yeah. Or awesome. We're going to go in the future. Breakfast or lunch or what? I think lunch. They don't have breakfast. It's breakfast? Okay. No, they don't have breakfast. So I did lunch like two oh, o'clock. Good. So that'll be a good comparison. Wait, they don't have, they don't have breakfast? Not right, Not right now. now. Not right now. The menu is pretty great. They're like offering yeah. um, straight up, you select your entrees and stuff like that. And they are nice. So they bring you the food like at Ohana. So you don't get up. So it's going to be a new experience. So we'll we'll document it, share it with everybody. But yeah. um, family style, I'm all about that. I'd rather not have to get up for the buffet. Just keep bringing and it. And then you can right? just request more stuff? Or how does that work? Yeah. He, they probably go around with a plate and you just say yes or no, really. I guess like Ohana probably, right? They automatically just come with pick, it? You pick your entrees. Whichever, because there's like, you can get fried chicken. I don't remember what there's like a vegetarian fried cauliflower thing that I might be trying. And so then when you want more, you just tell them and they bring you more. Like when you do a fish fry or something like that. 
like and yeah. endless like the endless plate. Me a fish fry. We'll see what it's like. I'm really excited. Cool. cool. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. All right. What else we got, Dan? Uh, well, just a little brief follow up on the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom experience has officially ended at Disney World, which we knew was coming. Disney started the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game in 2012, and it quickly became a guest favorite. Hopefully, Disney has some kind of plan to introduce a new gamer experience in the future, but it has officially closed. And Stephanie's biggest question that Brad or Tiffany, you got to figure this out. How long are the stations going to be staying in the windows? Have they been ripped out? She's all about that Saturday. Yeah, we'll check it out Saturday, but I thought it was impressive. Tom does Disney. Literally, I think he went there three or four days straight and just played the game until... And it was really sweet, I think, especially because he's got those videos. Kids can watch it. People who love it can watch his videos. He went through it all. So um, he commemorated it in a really nice way. That's sweet. Yeah. I still feel that even though I agree, you know, I I get the whole technology advancement and stuff. I just don't really think they really promoted that the right way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. I hear people all the time that have no idea what that is. People have asked Mm -hmm. us. Yeah, that is true they doing you know yeah just the collecting aspect alone i mean now everything is like totally jacked up of course to try to rush to get your collection now as Mm -hmm. before it was real easy to do and they took that out it's too bad yeah they did that was fast i can't see them not replacing this with something new though i mean it just doesn't make any sense to not a it gives another option from from waiting online for rides kind of like what what tiffany was saying before with bringing the shows back you need these other things if for any other reason to help the crowd disperse a little bit and not have three hour waits for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So I can't imagine them not coming up with something. I think they got to have something in the works and just they're in that middle, that midst of, of making the change now and they'll announce it. I got to hope and I got to imagine it just doesn't make any sense to not. It doesn't yeah, cost It's going to be on, like we talked about, and I know Dan and Stephanie don't like it. We've already talked about this, but I think it's just going to be on your mobile device or connected to the Disney app. Yeah, just unless so. they pull in something where like the scavenger hunt in Epcot, if they would pull something outside of the game that goes mm-hmm. along with it that you might get at the end of it or you know, some kind yeah. of you know materialistic thing. I mean, I just wouldn't want you only in the mobile while you're in the park. Because doesn't the kid want that prize at the end? They want that thing. They, mm-hmm. That's well, exciting. Just, of course. I don't feel for adults it's it crosses adults. over. You know, like yeah. even if kids are into it, it's like, I don't think you're going to get the older crowd wanting to just be on their phone in Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, whatever they do, hopefully they promote it. Yeah. I think if there's like, I, I guess now you got me thinking about it. If there's like some sort of avatar that you like grow or train by pressing those like, you know, little key locks that they have in place right now and even some sort of interaction like with other accounts, then it would be way worth it on the mobile yeah. device. But if they're just giving us, you know, kind of like little collectible cards and not printing them, I just don't think that's going to be enough. Well, you know what, though, too, is we also got to think where kids kids heads are at you know the collecting a tangible a tangible piece of history to people like us who are a little bit older i think to us that means something think of that kid that's like 10 11 12 it's all about their phones man like that's just way that's just really where where i feel like these kids are headed so to me i don't know if where i think we would love that tangible thing to collect i don't know if kids still feel that way that's 
same way. Like, I mean, there's a reason why baseball cards aren't as big as they were back when we were kids and even bigger even before that. Maybe they're looking at it like just the way technology is and, and the next generation of kids. I mean, think about how many times you be, you go anywhere with your kids and they're just on their phone the whole time. I mean, I have two kids that they're always on their phone. I'm sure everybody else has that to an extent for the most part that the younger generation, their phones have become so important. They're like little R2-D2 units. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're everything. So I, I could see if they did do it for that reason of the fact that they're looking at that next generation where they're so in tune with what's going on that little phone of theirs that the old generation looks at it like, oh, these crazy kids, they're uh, never get off their phone and they're texting, 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 no phone calls. For us, it seems weird. I think they're looking at ahead of the game and saying, well, this next generation, they're always on their phones. It just maybe makes sense to make it something where it's on their phones. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's right and I don't agree with it, but... They still did that concept you're talking about, but still pulled it. Let's just say they did the exact same game, except there was no cards, but you still had to play it physically with a window in your phone or so. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel somehow they have to pull something of the park into the actual Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Or give an option too. Mm-hmm. You can either do the cards or you can do the yeah. virtual version. So they, yeah. you know, but all right. What else? Well, we got? listen, the virtual stuff's probably going to take off anyway, because like you said, this generation does do that and yeah. uh, they do go for the digital stuff, especially in the video game space specifically. And I know you guys, most of you probably don't game, but games like Madden, games like FIFA, which are big money makers for, for EA when it comes to ultimate team, which is nothing but digital card packs. MLB the show from San Diego studios, same thing. They call the, di- you know, the diamond packs, which is basically baseball cards, but in digital form. Mm-hmm. And then of course, even if you move over to Call of Duty, you got seasons one, two, three, Fortnite, all about seasons. Everything is about, it's merch, but it's basically digital merch. That's all it is. So it does seem like it would translate over for this generation. So I can see them doing that, whether I agree with it or not. It's just, that's probably yeah. where they're going to head because that is how this generation has been mm-hmm. trained. When yeah. it comes to pretty much all, uh, every, all media now is digital. Everything we do now is streaming. Everything mm-hmm. now is digital. Everything. So yeah. photos, media, movies, games. So, you know, it just makes sense that that's the way it would go. You know, yeah. Yeah. the only problem is that is how do you, how do you come up with something like that? The same philosophy, but you have to be in the park for some reason to, to do that. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, well, they could do it. Yeah. yeah they could do something answer, like that. But yeah. Listen, think about when you're, when you're signing up for Rise of the Resistance. Uh, they just changed it. But before that, you had to be in the park in order to right. even log in and, and do it. So yeah, absolutely they can do it. And you're right. It would be a draw to go there physically to do that. Whatever it is that they did that yeah. you, know, you would interact with the phone or however they did it, you could do it. Especially so. if you're like a resident and go a lot, it could kind of turn yeah. into the Pokemon thing. You know, it's, yeah. who knows? So I I mean, I have a little bit of a confession in that regard. Like I actually use a GPS spoofer from home. I'll like manually put myself at Space Mountain so that I can use the Disney games from home. So you just install a GPS spoofer. Do they have those? Yeah, you move yourself right to the attraction for your phone and your phone thinks it's there and you can play the Disney Go games after hour and from your home and anywhere in the world. You know, it's funny when a few years ago, remember with the Pokemon Go that was like a huge hit not that long ago? Of course. So yeah. I used to play Same with type of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I used to play with kids, like not kids, but like people that were like super into Pokemon, like at an age where you was maybe like we really shouldn't be in the Pokemon, but they were into it. <laughs> and what I would do is I found that there was an app where you could say you lived wherever else. So I would do it just to screw around with them and catch like stuff that they would never even have a chance to. Stuff you could only find in like Australia. And I'm like, oh yeah, and I don't even remember any of the names. And I and I wasn't really into it, but I would do it just to mess oh with, with some of these people. In fact, Bridget, actually pretty you guys funny. remember Bridget? They used to 
be on the show. She was one of them. I used to always do a turn. She couldn't, it would drive her crazy because I was catching like, I don't know, what the Snorlax anything? I, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of names. I think one was a Snorlax, whatever it was, stuff that she could never find. And I'm like, oh, I find them all the time. I got five of them. And she you know, like, you can only get those in France. I was like, well, I got them. I don't know what to tell you, lady. I got them on, on Rakonkaba Avenue in Suffolk County, New Long Island. Oh my God. Oh, my and God. And she would hilarious. lose her mind. Wow. So I was like the Pokemon Go champion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I walked in on. I was the Pokemon <laughs> Go champion. Welcome back, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, all right. What, what else we got, Dan? Stephanie, are you ready? Yeah. This is this is news for you. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. Okay, you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> um, oh, Disney has oh, announced oh, oh. of Land Transit Authority People Mover yeah, yeah. at Magic Kingdom yeah. will now continue oh, damn. until February 28th, 2021. This guest favorite has been closed since March of 2020, so hopefully will be reopened soon. Uh-oh. Look at her face. <laughs> Is she frozen? <laughs> She's like... It, but Dan didn't do that. You don't have to get mad at him. Like he just yeah, read it. Yeah, it's not, it's not really Dan's fault. <laughs> I was unless, gonna pull unless unless Dan reached out, maybe he's got more pull than we thought, and he reached out and had it happen. Who knows? I was gonna pull a gene and like put in here. They've gotten so frustrated, they've just decided to give up give up on it altogether. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing it this year. We apologize from any excitement this might have generated, but we're just sick of it. <laughs> Well, I know that's not true because I know they—they they, they're yeah. still giving dates. They're still giving the dates. They'll probably keep giving them until they tear it down. Oh no, Steph, I'm just teasing. Steph. Oh me, I, it's no. You know you're right. I was. I, it's one thing to tease Dan, but I can't tease Stephanie. I'm sorry, Steph. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we. Have I mean, it'll be at least. It'll be at least until after they take down the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, I think I think Country Bear's for sure. Now we have first for sure. I'll tell you, for me, my favorite uh, park relic is definitely there on the People Mover, and I wait for it right till the end. And that's the Future Hair Salon. I just love that giant. Yeah, me robotic, too. like over the woman's head. I just love, yeah. love that. I love the robot waiter in the white. Excellent room. one too. Yeah, yeah, I love nice. that. Like yeah. this silver, and they have the tray like this. Yeah, nice, strong, articulated joints on it, and so chrome. Oh, yeah. I know, Stephanie. Oh, I've heard, so I've heard this from you quite a few times. I mean, I think that's <laughs> been there since I was a kid, which is. Yeah, a long time ago. Why don't you tell them the story about your your dad and and Space Mountain? Let's hear it. We got we got some time. Okay, okay, I'll make it very I'll make it very very fast. Back in the day, Space Mountain used to have those astronaut guys. Yeah, the ones that were upside down. Yeah, yeah, angled down. And I was so obsessed with those guys. And I thought that when I was that little, I mean, I I mean, I was very very. I'm not that old. I was like so 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 young. I thought that was really the ride, and I wanted to go on. And so every year when we would go to Disney, and this was, you know, back in the day when, you know, you didn't go multiple times. This this was, you know, anyway. So it was the big thing. Every year we're going to Space Mountain. Stephanie's going to ride Space Mountain because every time I would get in the queue, we would wait. And no fast passes back in that day. Back in my day, we didn't have fast passes. <laughs> so we're, we're two hours in. I'm getting close. I can see it. And I start bawling my head off. Bawling, crying, bawling, crying. My dad, my poor dad has to take me out. Someone's got to take Stephanie out because she can't handle Space Mountain. Can't handle it, can't handle it. And then one uh, trip, we were on the People Mover and the lights went on. And I saw that it was just a roller coaster in the dark with a disco ball. I'm so obsessed with that disco (laughs) ball to this day, by the way. (laughs) So then I was able to ride Space Mountain and my parents got to ride Space Mountain and no one had to deal with their screaming child. (laughs) 
the end. Just the end. <laughs> that was what? the quick version? Oh. Well, I don't tell a good story. You tell a good story. I'm a horrible, I'm like a six-year-old telling I love that then, the disco ball is what the, pulled you in. Then, yeah. Oh, like, there's a disco ball in there. I'm going. They need to add like a hundred disco balls to the inside of Space Mountain. <laughs> I really want to know what happened to the original disco ball. If anyone knows. Stephanie, by the way, liked a lot of music her age wasn't liking. And she still to this day is so mad at her parents because they didn't take her to the Bee Gees. They went yep. without me. They she lied. Is they so said mad. they went somewhere else and they came back. I bring it up all the time. Program. Anyway. <laughs> just one you guys more are terrible. Oh, Wait. only one more thing. Yeah, no, it'll be Get really- yourself a beverage and some popcorn no, it's gonna be a lot <laughs> <laughs> this is how memories are made because my dad oh. isn't with me anymore my dad my dad passed away when i was in high school so whenever we're on the people mover and we pass that one so oh my god don't, don't worry i'm not gonna start crying when we pass that spot that certain spot right outside of space mountain i will never forget my dad pulling me out of space mountain i'm bawling crying and he had like a funny ear hat on and he was like <laughs> i felt so bad for him because he wanted to go on space mountain and he was like stephanie it's okay it's okay so i just remember that moment with my dad still because i like we told you he was an engineer so she knows how much he loved all that stuff yeah and just wanted to go on it was before youtube he wanted to go on space mountain so badly to see the technology and i still whenever we pass it i'm like that's where my dad took me out and did your mom just look at you and your dad went oh gosh i'll take pretty much it was like (laughs) because he knew he knew (laughs) well Today's guest needs no introduction. He's, we all love him. We all know him. Let's welcome John Sackary, better known as Big Fat Panda, to the show. How you doing, uh, Eugene? Call me Gene, please. That's my my mom Gene. calls me that when I'm in trouble. <laughs> What do we call it? John or Panda? What do you go by? What, what do you like? Mo- you know, most people actually say Panda. That works. John is okay, too. I'll, I'll answer to both. All right. Well, let me just say, so this is like my Wayne's World, I'm not worthy moment. I've only had like one of these before, and it's to a buddy of yours, Lou Mangiello. I The only time that I've ever felt like like a little kid getting to meet Mickey Mantle. That's what you guys are. Okay. If it makes you feel better, I feel that way sometimes with Lou. Sometimes <laughs> Lou starts talking, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the presence of the master. He's, you know, we, we joke about Lou. We call him the the, uh, the godfather of Disney yeah. podcasters. We, he's the godfather. He's the guy that you know i feel like is one of those guys that's really kind of the originators and um before i even get into everything though with, with you i just i just want to say one thing just where i uh became a big fan of of the panda movement you know it, this is a new show we've only been doing this for like five six months and it's because of people like you and, and lou that i i said let's let's do this because it's you guys show us there's an avenue to do it you know You've inspired a whole bunch of us Disney dreamers. But the one thing um, that really got me, that changed my life, and you were an executive producer on it, DreamFinders. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really great. Thank you. I, I saw that in 2018. I'd already known who you were before that, but I didn't know of the, the documentary really until 2018. And I saw it. And it, and just for anyone out there, if you don't know what it is, it's a documentary about basically being a Disney influencer, Disney blogger. And it is a, if you're a Disney fan, it's a must watch. If you're a fan of any of the influencers, it's a must watch. And if this is something that you want to do, it's a must watch. The only reason me. they gave the only reason why they gave me the actual executive producer title on there was I helped get the guy in touch with some of the people. Otherwise, I really didn't have too much to do with it except, hey, cameras are going on, uh, do your thing, and you know some of the stuff that happens with Lou and, and me and stuff are pretty funny. Well, there's a couple of things that you said in that 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 literally, and I, I'm not. It's not for effect. It's not. It's legit. It I changed my feel life. your genuineness. I understand. 
it's it, it's it changed my life. And there's 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 two scenes, or it's actually it's pretty much in the same spot. But there's two things that you said, and it's when you were crossing over the Seven Seas Lagoon with um, Anthony Cortez, and you said um, you started reminiscing about being on your father's shoulders at like five years old, and and that you know you got emotional. You actually called your father on the cell phone, and you were just you got emotional. And I feel that because I'm a 43 year old man, blue collar, Long Island guy. I'm not supposed to get that either. But like when to see somebody else get that, and we come from relatively the same area, you're a Long Island guy. Yeah. To see somebody else get that and say, wow, I'm not alone for feeling because this is I do feel like a weird. My friends don't get me. I'm 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 like a I'm like the black sheep of my friend my friend group. To see that somebody else gets that is inspiring to me. And then there was something else you said. It was there's no other place in the world I'd rather be than right here. Peru right. and Brazil are great. They're great, but there's nowhere else I'd want to be right than right here. And I looked at my wife, I turned to her and I was, was sitting on the couch and I said, that man is my Disney person. <laughs> that makes me feel so good. I was a fan before that. I became, <laughs> I became, you became, without knowing it, you became like kind of like my mentor after that. Because right? I realized that that's exactly how I felt. And to hear somebody else verbalize it. And like I said, it's for, it's for some case. reason that, yeah, I, that, that Seven Seas Lagoon, that whole area, it not only embodies the magic that I remember as a kid seeing across the way, but there's, you know, uh, an American man that had a dream that built this place on a swampland and it became this, you know, thing with Mickey Mouse and we all praise this fake character. It, it was just, it was just, a, it's still, you know, still the place I don't want to be anywhere else. There's just, that's my, that's my jam right mm -hmm. there. I don't travel anywhere because when I only get a week or two a year, well, um, yeah, I'd love to be able to go to Jamaica or I'd love to go to the Bahamas or I'd love to go to Europe. But if I go there, then guess where I can't go this year? And that's not happening. So and if you move down here, you take a cruise. So you, you're still on Disney technically, but you get to see other places on the Disney cruise. Well, I always tell my wife, hey, when I'm living Disney, when I'm down there and I'm living it every day of the week, then it's easier for me to say, let's go to, to Europe for a week or two. You know, we'll go, let's go to Jamaica. So at that point, I think that's why she's saying, hey, maybe she might be interested in maybe making the move because now she can travel a little bit. She loves Disney too, but she does want to see other things. And um, I'm, I am a little bit of a, of a vacation tyrant with just going to Disney. Me too. So. Uh, Epcot was my, you know, my culture. I have yeah. plenty of culture. <laughs> we can go to, we can go to, you know, to Mexico. We can go to, uh, to the UK. We can go to France. All in one day. All in one day. <laughs> so, so basically, what I, what I say that to say this is, thank you for validating those feelings and emotions that I've had since I can remember, and for really inspiring me to basically do this what I'm doing now and inspiring me in the future. I appreciate it. And I thank thank you for heart. saying it. It's important to hear it. Sometimes you never know what impact you have, and that makes me feel good. Thank you very much. You're not only entertaining; you've made an impact. Thank you. So now that we got all that mushy stuff out of the way, we, you know, I, I, I now that I've uh, I love you, Gene. <laughs> I think we just became best friends. Um, so listen, I told you where my inspiration came from. Where it's a kind of like a three point question: where, how, and who inspired you to make this leap to get down to Central Florida and do what you're doing now, and and really kind of make this like your passion and and your career. It's definitely my dad, even though he doesn't. You know, I mean, you saw on the if you watch Dreamfinders, which it's free to watch on YouTube. It's definitely my dad, even though he said, oh, don't worry, you'll grow out of it. You're not going to have to move down there. But he definitely was the one that, uh, you know, I mean, we were, you know, a Long Island kid. It was like, I, we didn't go on vacation. We went to the Long Island Game Farm. I, I don't know if, you know if it's still a thing. I'm not sure either. I live on Long Island. I don't know if it's still a thing, but I do know. Well, I remember about. once every couple of years, we took this long drive and we went there. <laughs> but that was it. So getting on the plane and seeing this magical Disney place that I watched, The Wonderful World of Disney on TV, that, you know, in my mind created this this fantasy that then I saw it, you know, in the flesh 
crossing the Seven Seas Lagoon and going to Disney. So I said to my father, I remember saying to him too, I remember, I'm going to live there. And he's like, ah, don't worry, you can enjoy it, but you're not going to have to leave New York to go see it. It's no doubt I'm going to move there. Ah, okay. And sure enough, I I never lost it. I, I would constantly think of how can I make enough money to buy a house in Florida to live there and go to Disney as much as I wanted. When did you, when did you make that plunge? I think I was 30 and I'm, it's about 18 years ago. It's a long time. Yeah. And God bless it. Cause like I said, you've brought a lot of joy. And it did take time. It does take time. So, you know, if you're going to do it, do it, but it take, you know, make sure you're prepared and you, you do it good. You don't get good bagels or pizza out here, except if you go to Disney, if you go to Disney, you get good pizza. Now oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down there in March. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna have to come. We're gonna get a bring meal. Bring bagels, and I'm bringing bring bagels. you bagels. I'm bringing you bagels. Onion, onion bagels. I'll Freezes. be in touch. I'll be in touch a couple days before I leave, and I will bring you bagels. And I will bring you a dozen bagels from from Long Island. They cannot reproduce that here for some. Reason. No, no, they cannot. But I will. I, you got. But listen, in March you're gonna have a dozen New York bagels. My word. Awesome. Thank you. So, all right. So you you you've worked with so many influencers. You've met so many influencers and bloggers and and podcasters. Who would you say is the most genuine, nicest one that you have met with, worked with? I gotta say, Lou. I mean, Lou is just a fun, nice guy. And when you do get him away from the the limelight that he's in because of who he is, and you know, people are attracted to his messages and things that choose the good and stuff. But when you do get him in that one on one, he is very generous in himself, and he he's just a good guy to talk to. And as you're talking to him, you realize that he has wisdom that he doesn't even know he has. Mm-hmm. So I, I will definitely say. Blue, for sure. And we give each other a hard time all the time, like constantly, constantly. And, you know, and unless he tells me, you know, if I, if I don't give you a hard time, I don't love you, right? I was like, oh, thank God you keep saying that because sometimes he's hurtful, man. <laughs> in a good, in a good fun way. So have you gone to any of the parks other than just the Orlando ones? Have you been to like Europe, Asia? Have you been anywhere yet? You know, I, the only one I've just been to recently is Disneyland. And let me tell you, for somebody that's a Disney World fanatic and knows it like the back of their hand, that is a, a mind melt. It's because it's familiar yet really different. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Disneyland? I was years ago. I haven't been in a long time. It's okay. If you it, remember, I, you know, walking down Main Street and seeing uh, the the a mountain right right on Main Street, kind of was really weird. Like, whoa, what's going on? It's like a mini version. I feel like it's almost like uh, it's like Disney World's the mansion, and that's like the cottage. It's Absolutely. like the guest house. And I know yeah. I know I don't mean to disrespect it. I'm not saying that at all. But that's what no. it feels like. Um, so I mean, I am a pro Disney World guy. Like, if I had to pick one or the other, I you know Disney World. Me too. Me, me too. But I, I won't. I will say their pirates though. To me, was so much better than our pirates. You know what they have? They have a little bit, and again, like it's been years since I've been there. But from what I remember and everything I see, they have a lot of these little charming niceties. That yeah, there's little, little, right? Little some things. of these little details. Yeah. So, Same thing with there. It's a small world, and I, I think they can do it to ours. But there was a little bit more details in there, and I was like, wow, I wish we can get this. But again, it could have been just because it was so new to me. Mm-hmm. What I really loved and had a moment with was their fantasy land still has things that we don't have anymore, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and oh, Snow White's that. Adventures. Yeah. So it was great to be like, oh my God, I feel like these just popped back in mm-hmm. and I'm able to experience them again. And then Pinocchio was the weirdest ride in the world. It's like going to a time machine with those rides. Like it's like you thought you were never going to get a chance to see me again. And, and it's like- Exactly. You know, how often do you get to the parks? Like I know you're a local guy. So how often do you get pre- to- Pre- And Disney Springs as well. Okay. Pre-COVID, I would say three to four times a week I was there. Uh, now with COVID, it's once a week or once every two weeks. I'm really trying to, you know, big guys don't fare well with this thing. Sometimes I'm not saying they, I can get it and be fine, but I see some of these chubby people and they're dropping dead and I'm a little nervous. So I'm a little scared. I'm trying to wait for the vaccine and, you know, I'll, I'll be going back again soon. Once I get that vaccine in two weeks, I'll be 
with reckless abandon going back probably. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, to be able to go three or four times a week is like, that's, I feel like that's what heaven must be like. Well, you know what it is too? You can, if you go on vacation, you make the most out of every day. Mm-hmm. You got your park hopper. You're not going to just go to Epcot for dinner. But if you live a half hour away, and I'm going to give you some pointers before you get here, it's good to be a little bit away from the tourist. You want to be a good half hour away, 25 minutes. So you're not on top of the tourist, but to go there and then just go say, I'm going to have dinner at Vianopoly. I'm going to see some fireworks. And I'm going to come home. It's, it's a less of a commitment and it feels like, Oh my God, that was me. I can do that again tomorrow if I want to. If I want to go see festival of fantasy at three o'clock, I'm all right. I'm going to, I'm going to go. That's that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And you know, speaking of Vianopoly, I know you got an interesting story about, about the English spoken at Vianopoly. Okay. I went and we get pizza and the pizza is really delicious. I mean, the stuff comes from Naples via Napoli. Uh, a lot of the cheese and the water makeup is, is from Naples. So I just said, can I get some oregano? I love oregano on my pizza. And the lady looked at me and I know they're all Italian there. You know, I look more Italian than half of them because they're from Northern Italy and I'm, my father is Southern and we're just darker, I guess. And I'm like, can I get oregano? And she's like, Oh, what is this? Uh, what is it? Oh, what? I said, Oregano. Oh, hold on. And she called over another guy. And the other guy says, What do, what do you do? What do you want? I said, Oregano. Oh, and they looked at me. I, I, I did the shaking to show I'm shaking on the pizza. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. After literally like eight minutes of going back and forth, the lady looked at me. And said, oh, do you mean oregano? <laughs> at that point, I thought, I maybe I should just leave. Because if you couldn't make the connection from <laughs> oregano to oregano for 10 minutes, were they joking with me? Were they putting it on? I can't imagine they couldn't make that <laughs> connection. Let me tell you something. They were probably talking that, about that for days. Remember that guy that came in and asked for oregano and we said oregano? I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that great what we did to him for 10 minutes? <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. No, it, that's um, that is you know, and that's one of the cool things too is that all the places in Epcot actually bring people from those. So it gives yes. that authenticity. You feel like yes. you're in these places. And, and when you're in the parks, I know you probably get you get people reach out to you a lot and they they, they approach you a lot. Does that ever get old? I mean, it never, can, right? Never. What does it feel like? They someone comes up to you and they say, "Hey, listen, we're here now because you gave us these tips, and we're here now because we follow you and you made this place where we want to be." What does that makes, feel like? Makes my whole day. Because it, it, like you said, it validates. And you're like, oh, my God, these people stayed at that hotel because I recommended it. Thank God they're having a good time. You know, you don't want to hear the, hey, we stay here. and It's terrible. <laughs> what did you do to us? You're, you're in the public eye. You know, you're, yeah. you're fans. And there's, and there's days where you go to the park and nobody knows who you are. And then there's days every three steps, you know, you can't, you can't do anything in the park because every three steps somebody's saying something. And I do really try to give each person the, the respect that, you know, get their name, find out who they are. Cause I know when I fan over somebody, I hate if they make me feel like, uh, you know, just a, a number. Even with reaching out to you to do this interview, um, when I, when I emailed you, it was, I remember what you said. You go, it was like four lines. Each line was like a word. It goes, awesome. Next line, I'm in. Next line, thank you. Next line, John. And I'm like, so I think I even said I responded saying that is the best response I've ever had to a media inquiry ever. Like, thank you. How like you know usually you get like a business response and this and that and it's like awesome. I'm in. Thank you. Boom boom boom. And it was like this is this, he's as cool as I've ever as I thought he was. Like, that's that's how you know someone's as cool as you. Sounds thought good talking about Disney. How could it be bad? That's yeah. So you've done a lot of Disney stuff. What's your bucket list? What haven't you done yet that you're just, you know, like that you got to get to once things gone and go back to normal? Uh, Disney Sea in Japan at some, at some point. Have you seen that park? I haven't been there. I've seen it. it I want to do all the Asian uh, Asia parks. It, 
it, they, they just look like, like they're on another, another level. I know. I, I, I agree. That Disney C, I, I look at it and go, somebody greenlit the price tag on this thing. Cause it's, um, it looks amazing. Yeah. And I know from talking to, uh, Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel, who I represent that, you know, she loves it and she, she wouldn't love it if it, if it wasn't great. So. Yeah, it's I don't. Good. I don't know anybody that hasn't been there that hasn't raved about. it. I've never heard one bad thing about it ever. And I, yeah, you know, I know yeah, a handful I, of people that have been there. I wish they could inject me with something for the flight, so I don't have to like be aware of the whole. What is it? Thirteen hours or it's, something? It's wait. Whatever it is, it's too long. <laughs> but that. But that is what I do want to do. That I do. And then you know, I wish. I think it's Hong Kong. I, I do forget who has Mystic Manor. I think it's Hong Kong. I think it is too. And I'm not. I'm not looking forward to going to China. Really. I, I mean, I'm in. I'm in Japan. Give it to me there, but it's not there. So I hope we get a Mystic Manor one day. My dream is that our journey into imagination in Epcot gets an overhaul. My dream is to keep it an original Figment Dreamfinder ride, but use the trackless system and maybe make it like a Mystic Manor type. Mm. You know, we have so much space in that building and they're not utilizing it. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what? That's always one of those, like, I feel like it's off by itself too. Like it is. Like it it doesn't get any, I, I feel like. They do a decent job of getting Figment out during the um, the Festival of the Arts, but I feel like they don't really do a good enough job getting Figment. Like, put them in my face. I don't mind it. Get him, you know, give me a little more Figment. Were you, were you lucky enough to to ride the original Journey to Imagine? Or were you too young? I might, you might I, be like three years too young. I'm 43. I, I the first time I ever rode it was in I think 96. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't go as a kid. I was always a Disney fan as a kid. I never, I had never gone to Disney until I was a teenager. And that's when, once I went as, I went when I was 20. And that's where I've always loved Disney. But when I went as a 20 year old, when I had like real life problems and real life, that's when I realized this is, this place is, oh, it's, it's, it's therapy. It's a great therapy escape. I I agree with that. So, and that's where, that's where this craze came from was when I was like 20. But before that, I liked Disney like any kid would. So, yeah. So I don't know if, I don't know if I read the, wrote the original. I don't know. The original was just, I, I, I mean, to be a reason for them to change it obviously people were getting bored of it but the original was amazing figment wasn't just an annoying little kid he was a you know a thing that talked and explained imagination and they took you through these imaginative things and it was one of the best rides i mean when i came off of it as maybe a six-year-old not a six-year-old i think i was 12 i had to buy a plush of figment and i didn't care who made fun of me i was a, <laughs> a, guy, a guy with a teddy bear i didn't care no, yeah, I don't think I see. I don't think I got to experience that one. I got listen. I'm a plush guy too. Look, I got my Mickey right here. I'm a plush it. guy too. So I got some I, behind me actually too. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what I gotta get. I gotta get the nice display behind me. I have a bunch of stuff, but I haven't been able to piece it together yet. But you um, know what's really cool? And I'm not saying this just because I sell them now. I got into Sensi because they have the Disney contract and they got all the licensing for Disney and they sell something called Sensi Buddies. So they sell Mickey and Minnie and they have a little zipper in the back where you throw in a scent pack. Oh, he smells so good. And the plush is a better quality plush than you really? get. Yeah. Really? I'm going to drop the name pandasmells.com. You can go and buy it there. It's pretty cool. What is awesome. that? Outside something's going up. <laughs> let's let's talk about the you know you speaking of websites let's talk about the youtube and the website and i mean you always got great guests always some great videos from the parks i know you just recently had one from um festival of the arts and uh you know t- let's talk about the youtube the, uh, the youtube and the, and the uh the website uh, the website bigfatpanda.com used to just go to youtube i never wanted a website I, I i still technically don't have a blog even though i guess you could call the front of my website you know the latest news blog now so i 
instead of just going to YouTube, now there's an actual site. All the videos are there. You can even go and connect directly to YouTube from it if you wanted to. It'll connect to the Facebook group. There's a store now. Uh, with the pandemic and having less of a job, I did some embroidery stuff. I just got an embroidery machine. And I started making Disney-inspired stuff on the embroidery machine. I just wanted to do something different and fun. Uh, it's weird. I always tell people there's this little old lady maybe that lives inside of me named Sophia. And she just decided <laughs> she's going she's gonna to embroider stuff, which... I did have a grandmother, uh, Mechalina, died at 102, God bless her, who God sewed. Bless. She sewed and like mad, made pizza and, and drank wine. That's all she did. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, I might have her jeans because I wanted to got this embroidery machine. So there's stuff in the store and uh, it connects to a whole bunch of good stuff. But the bigfatpanda.com now is uh, – I'm pretty proud of it. I, I like what, what I've made. We have a thing called Panda Points. So it's kind of loyalty stuff and I'm going to have fun stuff with that where you can redeem the points for prizes and things like that. So that's, that's awesome. Cool. And you got the shop and you got a bunch of cool stuff in the shop. The pins. Thank you. I'm try- it, just, it just came out December 25th. Christmas it came out. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So guys, definitely check that out. And, uh, and again, a, It was hard to make. Let me tell you. We I mean, made it from scratch. <laughs> like and, there's and, no – you know, plug in or anything. And, and you know what, too? It's like, I mean, I'm telling people to check it out, but if they listen to my show, they already know who you are. So, I mean, you're, you know. I, I'm not sending you anybody. If anything, you're sending me people. So, that's uh, okay. But, um, but listen, so before we let you go, there's a couple, we, have, we like to do a rapid fire, um, Disney rapid fire, 10 shots. Ooh, so, I like these. I like so, these. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Disney movie. Snow White. All right. Disney character. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that, you got it, right? Yeah, I go right for the, the boss. Yeah. Disney villain. The Wicked Queen. Not Maleficent. The Wicked Queen from Snow White. She is the jam. Uh, favorite park. Okay. This is always really hard, but I have to go with Magic Kingdom. I always think like if they said, you know, we're closing up all the parks except one, you got to keep my kingdom. You have to. Even though I sometimes love Animal Kingdom. I mean, I can go crazy there. Even, I mean, all of them have their, you know, their great time, mm-hmm. but I got to go with Magic Kingdom. Favorite ride slash attraction. Haunted Mansion. Not an original. Favorite resort. Polynesian. Although right now it's a... Uh, it's it's down to the studs right now. Did you know that? It's really getting a redo. I mean, it is it is getting I, completely redone. I, I think it's going to look great, but I think they're going to do right some now. like Moana uh, theme stuff to it, right? Is that what the game plan was? Yeah, I don't think you're going to walk in and immediately go, "Oh my god, it's all Moana." I think it's going to be little touches. If you remember, the store upstairs was already Moana Mercantile. Yeah, I forgot about that because I didn't I, know the movie when I saw that. I'm mm-hmm. like, "What's Mo- what's Mona?" <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and I love Moana, but I also don't want to lose what the Polynesian is either. So I hope they don't go I, too much. I don't think so. I think they're just going to give little touches. I do. I hope so. I don't think you're going to see like, you know, huge figures all over the ceiling and the walls or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like Moana's palace. Like I like that because I love the Polynesian. I love that traditional. It's been there forever. There's something about that classicness of it. So. I yeah, hope I'm they, hoping I hope it's they, just touch it. Like, I put it, put a really nice framed picture in the, yeah. in the room is fine, but don't give me a Moana blanket or anything. <laughs> All right. So, favorite restaurant? I'm going to go with Boathouse, but I sometimes pick Maria and Enzo's. Sometimes I pick Tutto Italia and Epcot, but let's go with Boathouse. Boathouse has, if anybody doesn't know, I'm sorry, these are not rapid fire now because I'm slowing us down. It's fine, man. It's, it's, it, listen. I, I want to get that. I want to get your your input, man. The filet mignon sliders. At, okay, let me give you a quick, quickie thing. Yeah, go ahead. You could go to a burger. What is it called? Is it burger? I forgot what the name of the burger play. Burger Deluxe. Not that great. I mean, it's all right. But by the time you get your burger, which is 10 bucks, your fries, which is 5 bucks, and a drink for $3, you're up to $18. You can go to Boathouse, and I think it's $15 for filet mignon sliders. Ooh. And just say, I don't want the French fries. Can I get a loaded baked potato? It's a cheesy, bacony baked potato next to these filet mignon sliders. It's just enough to get you completely full. Even with a tip, I think you're out for $21, $22. 
Why am I going to burger place to get yeah. a subpar burger where you don't even sit down? I mean, you can't sit down, but they give it to you like as a picnic and be like, fend for yourself. Hopefully you find a seat. <laughs> Let me ask you a question because actually you, you made me think of something. This isn't one of the rapid fire. It's kind of a follow-up to what I just asked you. So I'm very, very picky when it comes to Italian food. I always me have had too. a hard me time too. in Florida. Like I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I like Viennapoli. I like the pizza. But I'm not a big fan of the uh, the the actual Disney um, the the dining restaurants, the Italian restaurants in Italy. If I what's the closest? I like Trattoria Al Forno is decent to me. It tastes it's a little bit Olive Gardeny. But where what would you say is the best Italian meal? Maria and Enzo's. Fruit, yeah. Maria and Enzo's. Yeah, I've gotten a lasagna from them that is really close to mine, and I make a kick butt lasagna. I make a kick butt lasagna. We might oh, need to have lasagna off one day. We might have to. My meatballs. Oh my gosh. There's enough Pecorino Romano Locatella cheese in my meatball, probably to Ooh. kill a horse, but they're delicious. But yeah, they're pretty close. Their rice balls, which I've never made one of them. I don't even know how to start, but their rice balls, the, the arancini. Uh, oh my God. I think Lou almost died. He ate like 180 rice balls. <laughs> I've had their chicken parm. I thought the chicken parm was good. Okay, good. Yeah, it's it's a big – they flattened it, right? It was, was yours huge? I remember correctly, it was. I was there in September, I think it was. September I was there. You have to take out a small business loan to eat there, but it's still good. It's, I like the decor, like with that whole – it's that like old school airport, you know, yes. vibe. It's kind of cool. But they have like the, the good mozzarella. They got the Italian bread. They got uh, – they yes. know what they're doing. And that's the Patina Restaurant Group who actually does yeah. make pretty good stuff, which they're also making the Space 220 Restaurant. Mm-hmm. I really have no idea what kind of food they could possibly serve in a space restaurant. That is going to be a little bit weird. It's probably going to be like that styrofoam ice cream for dessert, you know? Remember the, the, the astronaut ice cream? It's going to so- be hard to make it – good and worth it and still be weird but yeah if anybody can do it it's them yeah yeah no it's true and yeah so that's always been like my main concern as far as when i'm down there where am i going to get my italian food and um and i figure who better than a a fellow paisan to ask you know you know you know you know what else pizza has been pretty good uh outside of disney anthony's coal-fired pizza we have them in long island they have in florida they do they have them in long island yeah, we have it. We have one. We have a couple, like two or three, I think. We have one that's over. I don't know if you're familiar with Ronkonkoma, where the airport is, MacArthur, in no, Islip. It's like Islip, Ronkonkoma. There's one like okay. like down the road from there. Have you tried it? Um, oh, I know. I used to eat there. I haven't been there in a while at this point, but I'd say up until a couple of years ago, because I used to work around the corner, I used to eat there like once a week. And it is. They know what they do. The crust, the sauce, everything. You know, it's I, really, really good. It's, it's, I always tell people, it's not like your traditional pizzeria, New York pizzeria pizza, because it's, 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 right. It's not like Umber- Umberto's. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, so it's, it's, it's not like Ray's pizza, but it's, it's, right, right. it's a little different, but it's, it's excellent. They also make this, um, it's a, it's a roast beef. Uh, I can't remember. It was like roast beef and cheeses on this focaccia bread. And it was, Ooh. and they would put like the fresh mozzarella on it. So the, the mozzarella would, would, would melt on, they wouldn't even cook the mozzarella. They would put it on and it would just it would melt, melt from, the the heat. from the heat. And yeah. it was, it, it was out of this world. That's pretty, pretty world. good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So that might be my, that might be my stopping grounds when I come down there. That is a lot of Anthony cold fire. All right. So back to the rapid fire. Favorite Epcot festival. Flower and garden. Just because of the way everything looks, it may not be the best food, but I love the look of the park when they really do it's it. It's my wife's favorite too. She loves it. We're going to be down there. The, actually, we'll be coming down there. We'll be there that first weekend of it this year. Oh, awesome. First March, yeah. So um, favorite Disney snack? Cheeseburger egg rolls when they're there at Adventure at Adventureland. Yeah. Why do they keep taking them back? And it's like they're they, teasing us, man. I think they run out of them. And then there's different types. Like I'll go up to the cart and they'll be like, we have uh, – you know, Philly cheesesteak. And it's it's pretty good, but it's not. The cheeseburger egg rolls ones are pretty, pretty good. The, the buffalo chicken one's decent. The the um the pepperoni pizza one was like, eh, it tastes like a hot pocket to me. It really was like, eh. That's probably what it is, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the cheeseburger ones, though. It's like having like a Big Mac 
but I can't. No. I mean, even the pickle flavor is somewhere in there. It's weird. Yeah, it it's really great. Is a cheeseburger in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, favorite Disney attraction ride attraction Q line. Q line. Peter Pan's flight. The okay. queue is better than the attraction right now. They need they need to upgrade that attraction. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, I could never understand because it's cool, but I could never understand why that's always such a crazy wait time, that ride. It's, I think it's just the originality of flying in the boat freaks people out. They love it. They just Yeah. I, or, or maybe it's because it's always crowded. It's always crowded. It's like people just think it's the place to be. It could it's, be. Because it's always like an hour wait, no matter how dark it is. It's like never less than an hour. And if they oh. just plus the inside of that, my gosh, it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. So I actually have a – before we let you go, I have an extra credit question that we always uh, try to end our interviews on. What does – It's think about it before you answer. What does Disney mean to you? Disney to me it's, – it's funny because if you look at it, it's someone's last name. And I always look at it and say, it doesn't look like a last name to me. To me, the word Disney embodies hope, embodies future. It embodies family. It's, it's a warm – happy place where I think the magic that's inside all of us, the goodness, the kindness, the the warmness, the love, the friendship, I think Disney brings it out. And it's it's the stories and the emotion that make that. Wow. That was a lot of words that maybe don't make sense all jumbled up. No, you know what? I feel it, man. Amen, brother. Okay. That's, it made sense to me. Okay, good, good, good. We I'm trying to it. try to put it into words. It, it might be intangible, but it does embody that, wow, Google just decided that something I said sounded like I was talking about. <laughs> so yeah, it embodies that that thing to me. There's there's just a happiness there that uh, and a warmness. I, it just feels like good. It feels genuinely good and kind and innocent. You know, you just used the perfect word, and that's what I a word I use too when 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 people ask me intangible. It's the intangibles of life. Like you yeah, can't I you agree. can't put a you can't put a a figure to it. It's not like a it's it's the intangibles. It's it's. To me, it's everything good that you want to feel in one little town. You know, yeah. when when you're there, and again, I miss the, the crowds right now. I miss that we can't all gather for fireworks. But when I'm watching um, "Happily Ever After" and Tinkerbell comes out at the end with the crescendo of music, and I could actually cry now because it's not happening, and I feel so bad for people and kids that can't experience it. But I sometimes just look around, like like out of my own body. I, you know, I mean, not really, but I'm looking around to the left and the right. And I just see the elation on people's faces. And I realize at that moment, that crowd is happy. They are hopeful. They are happy. And they are seeing something that is wowing them. And it's it's just a beautiful, incredible thing. Same thing in Fantasmic at the end when Mickey pops up at the top of the mountain. And the music goes dun, 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 dun. And Mickey comes out. And the people cheer. And I look at us and go, we're all cheering for a fake mouse, but we're all happy and we all understand what that embodies. And I love that feeling. It's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. So uh, before we let you go, just real quick, uh, plug the website, plug the YouTube real quick again. Thank you. Bigfatpanda.com goes to everything, goes to the YouTube, goes to the Facebook. There's the store in there for stuff to take a look. Whatever you buy, you will gain panda points, which can be redeemed. And of course, it's a small business. I appreciate whatever you guys do in there. There's potholders, there's towels, there's pins. I only have about 13 pins left. Hey, I know. I saw it was a limited edition. Right. There's a hundred of them. There's 13 left. The series two comes out next week. They're really good stuff. The same ones that Disney makes. The Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my order in today, man. Woohoo. There we thank go. You, some, we get some panda points. So again, thank you so much for joining us. I, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much. You too, Gene. God bless and, you, man. Thank uh, you. And we'll be in touch. Absolutely. And I'll Thanks. see you when you get down here. Definitely. Thanks again. All right. So that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and movie minute. What do you, uh, Joey and Sam, what do we got for this week's Disney TV and movie minute? 
Well, this uh, this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute brought to you by JSA Creations. You can find us at on Instagram, Facebook, but under Instagram, it's going to be JSA C R three D T I O N S. We offer all kinds of custom ears. We do it for theming for this time of year. We just did Festival of the Arts. You'll see all kinds of stuff from Fab Five. Pretty much, you know, rides, Everest, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you check us out. And what's coming up on uh, Disney Plus this week? It's going to be this Friday, starting February 5th. Uh, Marvel's WandaVision, which this one, this week's going to be episode five. Next up, we got Disney's Upside Down Magic. Uh, A girl who was sent to school for magic must team up with friends to use her special but unpolished skills to save everyone from uh, from the forces of evil. So that's interesting. I have not seen that one. And... And last, we've got Wicked Tuna, Outer Banks, Season 7. Gloucester's fishermen have to learn new fishing techniques to beat their competitors. The Outer Banks' top fishermen in the race to catch the elusive bluefin tuna in the waters off North Carolina. Hmm. I haven't seen that one either. And I definitely had to check that uh, pronunciation of Gloucester's. Yeah, no, that's the <laughs> Just you had it right there. I got it right. I'm not a, I, like, I like Wicked Tuna a little bit. It's not bad. I've never watched the Outer Banks series. But have you guys ever watched Wicked Tuna at all? I have the Inner Banks. Anybody? <laughs> just the inner, of course, Dan. It's just the inner banks, you know. It's not a bit of shorelines, um, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a pretty weak, weak, week for Disney Plus this week. But yeah, a little boring. That's three weeks in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, two used the same way. But. That was a that was a hidden dad joke. You snuck that in for me. It was a little bit of a. There yeah. you go. All right. So anyway, that's uh, that's all that's coming up on Disney Plus this week. A little, like I said, not that much, but uh, I feel like whenever they don't do much in a certain week, they're usually gearing up for like a big week in the future. So maybe next week or the week after might be pretty big. Yeah. So I feel like that's usually how they do it. They kind of like take a lull for a week and then then hit you with you know hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were so busy this week censoring children that it was you know <laughs> hard to get new content out. That's a good point. There you go. <clears throat> Good job. All right. All right. So that's actually going to bring us to this week's Disney dollar game. And this week we actually have Valeria. So let's welcome Valeria to the show. How are you doing, Valeria? Good. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're glad to have you on for the game show this week. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit where you're from and and what do you love about Disney so much? Yeah, so I'm from Miramar, Florida. And Disney, I don't know, it's just really magical. And it's a fun thing for any age. Like, I don't know, every time I go, it's always, it always feels like I'm a kid. Like I'm five again, just running around playing with the characters. That's awesome. Now, you also have a, uh, a small shop that makes Disney themed tumblers and stuff. I know you're one of our sponsors. Yeah. So my small business is called Madness on Main Street. And uh, we do right now, it's just tumblers uh, with whatever design you basically want. Um, Mostly Disney, uh, since that's for me, the thing I can relate to and feel make the best. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I can do all different designs. And in the future, I'm hoping to come up with other things like keychains and possibly Mickey ears if I can find a good way to make them. Okay, cool. All right, so guys, stay tuned for that. And all right, so let's go over the rules real quick for the game show. If you haven't, if you don't know them already. So it's going to be 10 questions. You're going to answer that you get the first one right. Then we go to question two. You get the second one right. We go to question three, so on and so forth. First incorrect answer, game over. First non-answer at the buzzer, game over. Uh, You get to question 10, you get it correct. You win a $25 Disney gift card. Sound fair? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so you ready? Yeah. Feel confident? Kind of. You're going to win? I don't know. Let's let's see. Okay, you ready for question one? Yeah. All right, remember the clock starts after I read the question. You have 10 seconds. Okay. What is the name of the Disney film that features a flying elephant? Gumbo. All right. Question number two. Which Disney princess's castle is featured in the Magic Kingdom? Cinderella's castle. All right. 
Question number three. What is the name of Gaston's sidekick? LeFou. All right. Question number four. In Peter Pan, what is the name of Captain Hook's pirate ship? The Jolly Roger. All right. Question number five. What country does Mary Poppins take place in? What country? Yes. London? You got, uh, that's the city, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to My you. My bad. I was trying <laughs> to think of the city. I'll give you, I'll give you London because it does kind of take place in London. It does take place in England. All right. Question number six. In Lilo and Stitch, where does Lilo meet Stitch? Isn't it at the pet, at a, an adoption center? Yes. For the dogs? Yep. You got it. Okay. Question number seven. How many ghosts inhabit the haunted mansion at the Magic Kingdom? Uh, I know the hitchhiking ghosts. I want to say 15. No, no. I just, you had it just in time for the buzzer, but no. 999. Remember, there's always room for one more. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was trying to think of the main ghosts. I didn't pay attention to all of them. <laughs> Well, listen, it, you had a nice run. Not many people get to question seven. You got to question seven. So, you know, be proud of yourself for that. Not many people, like I said, I think that might be the most anybody's gotten so far. That's a win for me. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you don't get a $25 gift card, but at least you can take that, that pride with you at least, right? Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So, and as you know, we have a ton of other ways for you guys to win prizes on the show. We have the $150 gift card that we give away every month on our Instagram. We have the sponsor giveaways, which you're part of. Your, your shop is sponsoring that. So, you know, thank you for that. So um, you you certainly know very well that there's a million ways to win prizes on the show. So stay tuned, for even you, not just the listeners, but you as well. And and uh, again, thank you for playing Valeria. Uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you as a sponsor. We appreciate you playing uh, the Disney dollar game. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, we'll see you soon. A lot of fun. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so that's going to bring us to this week's topic talk. And this week, we're going to discuss the different things you can do on Disney property instead of going to the parks. If you're going to spend a day just wandering around Walt Disney World, uh, some fun things that you guys can do. So um, Sam and Joey, what do you guys what do you guys like to do when you're staying on Disney property, but you're not going to spend the day at a park? What's some stuff that that people can can do? So what I like to do is usually we try to do like Magic Kingdom and then the next day we try to do a chill day and we usually just go to Disney Springs, kind of do some shopping, maybe have some dinner at T-Rex and go back to the resort and stay at the pool and just kind of relax. Yeah, which is always, you know, you can always enjoy the, uh, you know, the resort that you're staying at because you don't mm-hmm. get, a, it's funny, sometimes you you stay at these these nice resorts Disney's got and a lot of times it's hustle and bustle, you're running to the parks, you're coming back home, yeah. you're sleeping, taking a shower next day you go to the park and it's just like that so sometimes it's good especially on the longer trips it is good to you know take a day or so or even half a day and uh kind of enjoy the you know the resort itself and then you know taking time to go to disney Springs. so i agree with her nice nice yeah and that's the thing too with the res- i was just saying the thing that's the thing with the resorts too nowadays is a lot of those resorts have so much to do on site mm-hmm. of the resorts that you could spend days not even going to the parks i mean like this they have all sorts of things for kids and they got the movies there and they got the campfire things at a lot of them there's so much to do with these at, at the actual resorts now that you could spend most yeah of absolutely there and be completely even art of animation art of animation is so much fun they have the games by the pool. Then at night they do the movies under the stars. So it's pretty cool just to kind of chill from running to the parks and getting from ride to ride. So it's pretty nice to kind of hang out and enjoy. They the, still have that Disney resorts. vibe surrounding you. It's like a nice Disney hug. I think that you we get. stayed at what's the Caribbean Beach Club. Yeah. And Goofy was walking around. It's pretty cool wow. just to see Goofy in his yeah. his bathing suit outfit. Yeah, when they come out, you're out of the pool, and they the characters actually come out by the pool and they play games with the. 
uh, with cool. the kids and stuff, they'll throw the yeah, yeah. It's pretty. They'll throw like the life rafts in the pool. Like, it was pretty neat. So it was like a bonus, wow. you know. We got to see Goofy, and we yeah. were just hanging out in the hotel. And you get to yeah. relax a little bit, gear up for the next day at the parks, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. So, so Brad and Tiff, what about what about you guys? What what's something that you guys like to do with Wait. the parks when you're not doing a park day? You, you kind of, by the way, you kind of forgot oh. about me. Just so you know. Oh, I thought you guys <laughs> shared the same. Br- oh, Joey, I apologize. I thought you no. and Sam were in the same. No. I know, actually, I, I can see how, but I was just commenting on hers. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, you no. have another, give us another tip, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. Ah, uh, nice play on words there. Uh, I get uh, it. <laughs> all right. So mine kind of does play into that a little bit. My thing would be, and obviously, you know, Disney Springs is great, you know, just like we talked about, but it has to do with the resorts. It would be for me, it would be resort hopping. Mm-hmm. So obviously, just like you can go to any one of them, you can go to, you know, if you want to go eat at the, the food court in, in Art of Animation, you can do that. Check out their pool. Check out the store they have there. Even walk around and take a look at the place. You can hop over to Caribbean Beach Resort, you can, R- Riviera, pretty much any of them. A boardwalk is awesome to go to. And the reason being, it also doubles as a if you start going to Disney and you want to see other resorts and see what they're like, the decor and stuff like that, maybe someplace you might want to stay. It is a good thing to do because not only do you get to see these places, you know, you might end up eating at one of these places. You can actually check out, you know, what it looks like and start finding other resorts that you might want to stay at on your next trip and stuff like that. I know when we, before we had stayed at of Art of Animation, we did have a, a family, a friend of ours that was staying there. And I can't remember where we were staying at the time, but we went to visit them. And when we went to visit them, Obviously, we went and started walking around. They showed us the room and stuff, but we actually started walking around, checking out the whole place and said, we're for sure going to be staying here the next time we come. So for me, that's definitely something that you that you can do aside from the standard stuff of, you know, going to Disney Springs and stuff like that. But um, resort hopping. I very cool thing to do. That is uh, plan for it, because that's mm-hmm. the easiest thing to do is you always say that kind of stuff. We do it all the time. But if you yeah. don't actually take that day and plan it, you can yes. end up not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. To yes. And that's what I mean. It's going to be one of those days on a down day where you're not going to a park that day. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you have to do it all day. You just well, hop to a few of them that you want to take, mm-hmm. check out, you know. But I like your idea, though, because um, we've talked about it, too, about making that the day, you know, not mm-hmm. not just. Oh, yeah. Up, you know, that is the day because you're right. There's so much Disney that you can discover at these other places, even if you weren't going to stay there. They're just all so unique. And and cool to see, you know, especially during the holidays. Yeah, obviously, but. yeah. They got the decorations, the Christmas trees, the gingerbread houses. Of they, course, they, they do them up big time in the holidays. One and, of listen, one of our favorite places to go that is not when we're uh, you know when we're not staying there is the boardwalk because of the actual boardwalk itself is awesome to 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 walk up and down. You know, yes, you get ice cream, see see some of the the performers on the side of that. Well, I, I know they're probably not doing that now, but yeah, you know when they when they, when things are normal. Yeah, boardwalks have got. But you're own. right; it is important to schedule that. Because that's yeah, when we go for a example. week. We've always wanted to go to the boardwalk. We always talk about it. We've never gone to the boardwalk. You and I think you guys would actually really love it. To be honest with yeah, you. I do yeah, too. Yeah, you guys would really love it. Up your alley, and yeah. um, it's it's definitely one of those things. It's a little different from what Sam said. Sam was kind of saying take a day where you can hang out by the pool. Resort hopping is is like basically almost like going to the park. You're gonna do you're gonna do some walking. You're gonna you're gonna definitely use oh yeah some energy. But it is well worth it because, like Joey said, you get to see some stuff that now you could. It's almost like finding out, hey, maybe I want to stay at this place later on. Or even if it's not that, it's just kind of seeing, like Dan said, they all have like different pieces of Disney history involved in it some way. There's always like these odes to the history. No matter what resort you go to, there's going to be stuff that you're going to see that's like little Easter eggs of certain things or just something cool that you won't see at another resort. Merch, gift shops. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yes, yep. they're different yep. everywhere. You're right. We they have their own merch. Sweet gems at just resort gift shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, they all have their own. Another good one too. They're not. It's not like there's not like there's generic Disney hotels. Every resort has a theme to it that is just kind of cool. Just to even if you don't want to stay at it, this this resort that I've gone when I do resort hopping that I'm like, well, I wouldn't stay here because I want to stay there. But I definitely like spending the day here. I definitely like walking through, just seeing the the decor and just kind of getting a vibe for it. So they and they all, every single one has a cool, different vibe to it, and that's I think also mm-hmm. they were able to really create. They have their own yeah. scent. Yeah, like the Polynesian. Yes, they of yeah. course, of course, Polynesian. Yeah. So yeah, contemporary. All of them have have their their sense to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you walk in, it triggers the memory of the last time you were there, like instantly. You back and remember the last oh, yeah. time I was here. Like it's like. Oh, it just, yeah. Yeah, like a ton of bricks. But Brad and Sif, what about you guys? Brad's going to go first. Yeah, I'll go first with a little bit of wind in my hair. I really enjoy the Surrey bikes at, you know, they do have them at several resorts. They have them at Old Key West. They have them at the Boardwalk and at one of the Animal Kingdom lodges, I believe. Um, But currently right now, only the Old Key West location is offering the rentals, but they're wonderful. Honestly, you can get some speed. I've almost tipped one once (laughs) and that wasn't with much speed at all. So you do kind of you know, it's a leisurely jaunt, but a lot of fun. And you get to explore all of the buildings, all of the landscaping. I'm a big Disney landscaping person. You know, that's the thing that I noticed right away after closings and still to this day, there were a lot of people working on the grounds and the trees. Things are really overgrown right now. When you go out on patios and benches at the resorts, you don't have the views you used to. You have lovely views of boughs and branches, um, but I'm not being critical. I'm saying how much I appreciate the groundskeepers and all the work that goes into and the green thumbs of cast members. I mean, just fabulous. So the Surrey Bikes really let you enjoy that. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun. An activity for four, maybe four and a small child, but really, really nice. And definitely something I look to do again and again. I drove the bike after he almost tipped it, though, for the rest of the time. I've, I've done them before at the boardwalk. Funny. I know the board, like you, like like Brad said, the boardwalk doesn't have them right now. At least when I was there recently, they didn't they didn't have them then. Like they have the stand, but you can't rent them. They're fun. They are fun. They're, they're really fun. They're it's exciting. I it can I can get on board with Brad though, talking about the uh, the landscaping and stuff. I, I I look at a lot of that stuff, and it's always it's cool if you get there early enough. Sometimes you see them doing stuff in the mornings when you're first getting yeah. to the park and stuff. Yeah, I'm really into that stuff. I always look at all that stuff and the way they do it. And you're, you're like, man, it's just crazy how, how, you know, well kept everything is and everything is done. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that as well. Well, even at the resorts in the morning, if you get up early enough in the morning and you walk out to the resorts, at least at the boardwalk, you'll see where they yeah. just freshly, it almost looks like it just rained because everything's power washed. Yep. They power wash everything yep. like just, just at like, just as the sun's coming up. So it always looks like there was like a fresh rain and the sun just came out. That's how it always looks because everything's still wet, you know, and it's, you, it just shows you the, like the amount of work they put in each and every morning to make it look like it's brand new that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really nice. sure. That's how it used to be. Yeah. So Tiff, what do you got? Yeah, we, we've we done this a couple times. It's really, really fun is taking the gondolas 
to different resorts because I know you guys talked about resort hopping but actually riding the gondolas I mean the gondolas I think are like a ride too they're but the largest I love attraction. I love, love the yeah I love the gondolas yeah, yeah and, and you know, the, it's just a relaxing ride it's like the people mover but resort it style is. It really it's like is. resort style for the people mover so it's yeah. just relaxing kind of just sit there just chill and just get like a good I mean you're so high you can see just a good view of of pretty much wherever you're looking it rides right over the new France area in Epcot so you could see like what they're building yeah, it's really neat. All right, Brad and I'm Brad, Dan and Steph. What about you guys? Well, ours isn't necessarily a Disney attraction or you know something to do outside of the parks. It's more of a, a suggestion of what to do. We take our first day that we get there and not go to the park. We so always, gonna- yeah. Our, ours is a tip to help you get ready for the other park days because we always used to try to get there, go to the park at night, but it would always ruin the next day because we've always tried to be morning people at Disney because she loves mornings. I mean, so what we found is a good prep is to just commit right away. You have to commit in the get-go that we're not going to the park that first day because we usually get there like for our flights from Minneapolis, usually tend to get us there like two o'clock, something like that. Yeah. So we take that day to do our grocery delivery if we're doing that for our hotel. And just to kind of check in any kind of, you know, mishaps, we all know they happen. Walk around the resort. And we'll take that day to just kind of do the resort thing. But more than anything, it's to get ready for the first day in Disney World the next day. And you'll be amazed at how much that matters. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our... Yeah. It's hard to do. Because- I can no. It's it's hard just thinking like okay, well we could just we could just run over to Animal Kingdom and ride Everest tonight really quick because we have this extra park day ticket. Like let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it. It'll be super fun. It'll be super fun. But no, we have to put our foot down. Be like no, we are prepping. We need to be rested. And there's something about getting there that first day knowing you're not going to a park that changes yeah. the way you are. It just mm-hmm. kind of gives you. And that's the other thing. You know, not. For you guys, obviously, Brad and Tiff, you're there, but we we decided a long time ago not to take that super early flight to take advantage of as much time as we possibly can when we mm-hmm. get there. So, but like I said, it's not our thing isn't, you know, doing something that Disney has to offer. It's it's more getting ready for what Disney has re- to yes. <laughs> Prepping. And I mean, I agree, I agree with that. That's it's reasonable. I mean, when we drive there, it's four hours. If we go bright and early, by the time it's 12 o'clock, we're tired. Oh, yeah. we, wanna, we wanna go, we wanna leave. Yeah, so we're we're right there with you because we have we figured out a long time ago where we would go, same thing, we'd leave, you know, early enough, we'd get there and immediately pull up to a park, get out, go and you know, do the thing. And and it just um we found that we would get there that first day, we're not going to the park. In fact, she just mentioned when we're going next week, we're not going to the park the first day. We might go to Disney Springs just to hang out and walk around, go eat. But outside of that, you're right to get ready for the next day and get a full night's rest. So when you wake up the next day, you're ready to go, which yeah. is, and it does, it makes, it does change things and it makes a huge difference. So especially I now absolutely with agree hours, with what you're saying. Especially now in the park, hours are so limited, you know, it closes at six. Yeah. To be honest, we all can find something to stay up late at Disney and do, whether it's yeah, of course. talking about Disney in your hotel room and looking at the dang digital signage screen that never changes really, but you keep looking at it all night because you oh, think it's absolutely. cool. And I love that. I love that channel. 
And then the other thing I would say that we've never done that we've always wanted to do because we never can tear ourselves away plan it is we've always wanted to go to either like the character warehouses or the antique places. I'm obsessed with these antique places I see online. However, I think we would be in big trouble because we wouldn't be flying back. We'd be renting yeah, a truck and coming back. To. So my plan is once Gene gets situated oh. there, oh, we're going to get a store with a big basement. Yeah, we're just going to start storing stuff. stuff at Gene's, and then once I get enough to make a truck worth it, then then we'll come back with the truck. Oh, well, that's a good plan. I don't, I don't mind. All right, well. Mine is it's it actually encompasses 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 um, a little bit of 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 everybody's thing. What we we like to do is we like to do the springs at times. You know, there's the golf. There's a ton of different things you can do in Disney. Uh, you can do check out the movies at the AMC Theater down there. The Lanuba when they used to have that, or even Disney Quest when they used to have Disney Quest. Uh, but the other thing we always used to love to do, and we always, we just do it maybe one day, and we actually have we put together our own scavenger. So if we go with a group, if it's sometimes if it's just me my wife, my son, and my daughter, it'd be like two versus two. Um, when we go in a big group, we'll split everybody up. Maybe we'll make like four different teams of four, depending on how many people we go with. We always have a scavenger. We set up our own thing and it encompasses pretty much everything, resorts, restaurants, the different modes of transportation, the springs. And it's all stuff that we have to take like selfies at. So it's like- um, take That's cool. One, yeah. It, 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 and we put like, I'll put a ton of work into before we get down there. I'll spend like three weeks coming up with like a million things we got to put on this list. And each one is a certain kind of a point. And then whoever gets the most points at the end, we always have it where the loser buys the winning team. Uh, so usually we play for Mickey apples. So it's like the nice Mickey apples. Uh, we Ooh. usually will do it that for fun, uh, but we have, yeah. So it's like photos of certain things in the lobby of different resorts. And the, you know, every single one you get is, is a certain amount of points, uh, photos at, at with the mater D's of certain restaurants, whether it be at the resorts mm-hmm. or Disney Springs or even, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, and it, and it gives you a chance to look at to see everything. You we literally will wander around the whole Walt Disney World, and we'll go like so we'll all go off on our own. When you come and visit, I mean, am I going to be able to basically get an apple a day? I say, uh, uh, listen, I would love to do it. <laughs> I would love to do a Disney Underground wow. scavenger hunt edition of the scavenger hunt. We all get down there. That'll be a lot of fun. That would Let's be fun. It. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 if, you, if trading pins, if you trade so many pins, you, we get points. Um, photos with the bellhops at certain resorts. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, we do. It, it's, you know, uh, it, we, we do. It sounds like a lot of fun. You got to get a high five with like a stranger in front of a certain restaurant in Disney Springs. Um, you know, so we do a lot of, I mean, it's the type of stuff you can't really do now because of COVID. You can't just start giving high fives to people. But, you know, it was high fives to like a random person or just different things. A photo with this kind of, a you know, someone that works at Wetzel's Pretzels. It was always a ton of different things we used to do. And, Love it. And it was something, like I said, it would give us the ability to like really take in other parts of Disney. So not only we're doing the resort hopping, we're doing the springs hopping, and but we're taking in everything too because we're getting pictures at different places. And where I might not yeah. have, I might not have took a photo at a certain place, but now it's part of our scavenger. Like I have to for this. And it's just, it kind of forces us to take it all in a little bit and have fun and be competitive at the same time. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's something that, you know, I know like they have these scavenger hunts in, in the parks already. And so we kind of just made our own for when we're not at the parks and encompasses everything except for the parks, springs, resorts, restaurants, on the monorail, on the um, on the uh, gondolas, pretty much everything. We just make sure, you know, on the boats, you know, the, the, the friendship boats that go from Epcot to, to the boardwalk, all that stuff. So we actually... That was, yeah, that was a really clever way to train your family and party in uh, deep knowledge of... 
Disney parks. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I and yeah. I look at it this way, like I I know I need to do rest days. My family's always like, let's do a rest day, let's do a rest day. And I'm the type of guy that when I go, I don't even care if my feet hurt, and I know I'm going to hate myself later on in the day for it. But I just and that's why I, I got to take it from from Dan and Stephanie because they have the right idea. Sometimes you just just get ready for the day, and unfortunately, like I just. There's that kid in me that can't stop. It's like, and so it's hard. Yeah, you're excited. Yeah, I'm like a five-year-old, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if we would be able to. Oh, I was just going to say, we haven't taken a rest day since we moved here, so. Yeah, I don't know. We could do it if it wasn't the first day, though. Like, yeah, well, like you said, it's even hard to rip yourself away from the parks just to do other cool things. So, you know, the fun thing about your scavenger hunt is then looking back, like, let's say four years later, and you're like, who in the heck am I high fiving in this? Exactly. Oh, look, it's Josh tomorrow when he was a bellhop. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. Like I said, it just gives it gives us a reason to take it all in, to make sure we take photos, to kind of give us those extra memories, and we're having fun at the same time. Sometimes what I do is, if they don't remember the pictures from previous years, I'll use the same pictures to get extra points. (laughs) You know, that's a perfect example of why doesn't Disney just do that? I think so. You know? Yeah. The random cards that you got to do mm-hmm. and there's something that you can get at the end of it. I mean, that's a It could be all idea. virtual and everyone would be happy. It would. And it would be good advertising. You know what? You you then if you then force people to see, oh, you know what? I've never yeah. seen at Pop Century, but now I'm at Pop Century looking at all these cool things. Hey, you know, maybe I'll stay here. And it's because you're doing these these scavenger hunts. So you're right. It actually would be a cool idea for Disney to kind of put together because again, it would help it would help kind of advertise other things that they have that you might not think to even go check out because you'd have been at the park the other, other, you know, or just or just by sitting by your own pool and not really branching out and seeing other things. So if it's Magic Kingdom, Sorcerers of the Kingdom could be replaced with Scavengers of the Kingdom. I like it. Ooh, I like like that idea. Is it a virtual thing or not? Not mine. <laughs> I'm not opposed not to bringing that in, obviously. But well, of course, yeah, totally. totally. I'm all about pulling in the park, though. Like Gene mm-hmm. said, like discovering new and hidden things, and you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. I do too. And, and again, there's a lot of stuff that's right in front of your face, but you don't register it. You don't pick it up. You don't recognize it, and it's like you miss it. You know, especially in Disney. Forget about just being in the parks, but just being in Disney World in general and that the town that it is, it's moving at like a million miles an hour, it feels like sometimes, because you're trying to get it all in, yep. that you will, it's just it's just natural to miss a few things. So this gives us a reason to slow down and catch everything, take some photos more than we would have taken before, and uh, just kind of like learn a little bit more about what's around us, you know? And um, so yeah, it's something that we usually do... It, I would say more times than not, we do it. There's been some trips that we just, you know, we didn't go fat long and we couldn't take an off day. But whenever we do, we try to put that like right in the middle and we do that. And again, it's not really a rest day. So like it, we're walking all day, you know, it, it'll go from the morning to like dinner time, you know, like yeah. it, it, it lasts all day and you're tired at the end of it. But it's it's a lot of fun. And again, you learn a lot from that you might not have picked up on things you might have missed otherwise. So Steph and I also will pick a different spot each trip, a couple of different ones where we just sit for an hour and just take in those different yeah. areas that you don't usually see. And mm-hmm. just, it's cool. Wow. I love yeah. that you guys take a significant amount of time. Not we just, do. hey, we're going to go see a different spot. Like you actually take the time to observe and contemplate it. I just think that's amazing. That's a, yeah, it's a beautiful. Th- I mean, it, you take so much more of it in, like you, you, you can breathe it, you know? Well, and like Brad said, and I'm sure you 
agrees is the design of everything is so much a part of what mm-hmm. we love, like the buildings and yeah. the window signs, just like all that stuff that there's so much more that you do miss. It's it's really cool to take that in. And when yeah. you run around and trying to get a fast path, and little bit, yeah. you miss it. Yeah, it's true. Okay, guys, so that's going to do it for this week's show. So let's go over some announcements before we get out of here. Remember, our next big gift card giveaway will be announced on Instagram on February 7th. So stay tuned for that. And also make sure you tune in next week as we welcome our guest, uh, Broadway's own Nick Walker, who's been in Hamilton. He's been in Ain't Too Proud to Beg, which is the, uh, the hit musical about the Temptations. So check that out. And also, too, uh, just to remind everybody, we're still looking for some more contestants for the new edition of our Disney Dollar Game that will be airing in April. Uh, so just DM us on the Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle, and we can get you guys on some uh, some new episodes of that. And me and Dan will ask you guys some questions and uh, see if you guys can win some gift cards. And uh, I guess with that, let's thank our sponsors for the day. We have uh, True Mouse Company. Uh, thank you for being a sponsor. Check out their Instagram. You can find them at, at True Mouse Co. And you're going to find patches, stickers, bracelets, all sorts of cool little Disney trinkets. And let's also thank John Sakari, a.k.a. Big Fat Panda, for joining us today and talking about uh, some of his Disney passions. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good clap. Yeah, he was, he's a good dude. We want to thank him for stopping by. And uh, let's uh, let's say uh, adios to the team, man. Brad and Tiff. Yeah. yeah. See you next week, guys. Yeah, it was so fun this week. So fun, Sharon. Surrey Bikes. Yeah, um, you guys could check us out with uh, Years of Years on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, this day in Disney, we, we have it going on every Monday through Friday. And find some cool Disney history. Yeah, get schooled with me. I get schooled every day in Disney history. From <laughs> Here we go. There you go. So then let's uh, let's bring it to Miami and say goodbye to Joey and Sam. Bye, guys. You can check us out on Instagram, JSA Creations. And you can also now find us on TikTok. Oh, yeah. What's Ooh. the TikTok, by the way? Great job. So now we're on TikTok. What's the TikTok? Yeah, we... we oh, it's... Uh, it's another... Uh, no, no. He knows what's, what's the, the name It's of it. JSA Creations also. Okay, so it's the same as the, the Instagram. And- yeah, it's the same, yeah. Did you think I meant what is TikTok? <laughs> yeah, yes. I thought so. What am I, I was like... I was- <laughs> It's like, you know, it's this little platform where you make these little videos and, and you can do little funny know. sounds and <laughs> you can put little stickers and pop-ups. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So I was like, no, no, no. He, he wants, never mind. <laughs> it's way too late for me. Yeah. Great show, by the way. Apparently. All right. Looking forward to next week. Definitely. And uh, let's also say goodbye to our best thunders of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. Bye. Hey, did we ever you- post uh, your... Uh- our TikTok video? Did we yeah, post we posted that? it. They can check it out on our Instagram at Rock and Roll DW. Funny videos. Rock and Roll is spelled R O C K N Roll DW for Disney Bird. What? Why are you looking at me? What's with the attitude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you're good enough, come on over. To it's rock, rock and Roll. roll you know? I mean, I I it is a standard. That you have to meet to enjoy the content. The and it's true. They live up to it. Their content like rocks for sure. Always and it rolls. So it really does. It does. I was kind of hoping Dan would just towel off here at the last minute. But yeah, well, Dan, towel off. As usual, kids, just want to say, have a rip barn day. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next week, man. And uh, Joey, happy birthday. It's coming up. We'll uh, have, a, have a happy, happy birthday. Thank you. 
Much appreciated. All right. And, and celebrating the, his 21st birthday. Yeah, my 21st. 21st. Oh, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that first drink. Yeah. You're a man. Oh yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> so, guys, have a great today. A better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>